Three, two, one. What's up, Dave? How are and you, brother? We're live, bitches. Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to say that, huh? Yeah, well, I just thought about it. No. Uh, thanks for doing this, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Dude, I've watched you fight a bunch of times online, and Letway is probably one of the most brutal combat sports in the world. And it's yeah. so interesting watching a guy like you. Uh, uh, are you Quebecois? Is that Quebecois, what you said? you're good. Yeah, um, yeah. How's from, your French? It's not bad. Okay. It's terrible. <laughs> it's <laughs> it way worse matter. than I'm, I don't know anything in French. <laughs> but how do you how do you go from Montreal to yeah. being the king of Letway? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a crazy journey, man. And uh, like t- like in a way to it was uh, if we go there right yeah, away. Let's go there right yeah, away. Basically, uh, when I was I, I used to play baseball. I was a baseball. I was a pitcher in Pennsylvania. I was like doing a bunch of uh, like university baseball um, traveling team. And then I got into uh, uh, like a fight with my father. Uh, shout out to my father. Uh, but this fight with your no, father? It, it never went physical. Oh. But it was like going very hard. And they said like my both my parents said, Dave, please leave, please leave. Like that you're like you're kicked out of the house. Whoa, I, like, how old were you? 17, 18. Wow. So like I had no money and I was like uh like almost like in the street it was minus four Fahrenheit. So for for you guys like minus twenty degrees Celsius. It was like like okay I called my friend like come pick me up and I, I couch her for a few months and uh finally got a place, got my shit together. But then I had like a fire, you know, we didn't, we didn't speak for many years. Now uh, we actually have a good relationship now. But so then, like, and I believe that nothing good comes out of comfort, right? Like hardship. Yes. So I was, I was, I had a lot of, like I said, fuck baseball. That's <laughs> like, I wanted to fight. Because of that? Yeah, that's I guess. That's so crazy. I, so because sure. of getting angry at your dad, that's what made you want to learn how to fight. It's like uh, resuming maybe like that a little bit. I hope wow. he doesn't take it the wrong way. But uh, yeah, I had, well, I had it worked chance. out. So you shouldn't take it the wrong way. I mean, it all worked out well. True. And then actually, funny enough, my first love was grappling. I was uh, I did um, like I did a lot of competition like no gi. I, I won some like in gi, like but uh, it was mostly no gi. And then I, I actually had my league called the SFL. It was like a submission fight league. Once a month, I had guys uh, organize. I was or, I was only I was not fighting. I was just organizing it, and uh, got the guys fighting and. Uh, Submission only, not IBGGF. Just and where was this at? In Quebec, in Quebec, yeah, oh. in, near Montreal. So then we're doing this, and then I said, my coach, my Sifu, Sifu Patrick, again, shout out to my coach, uh, he said, I said, I never want to do anything other than grappling. He said, well, you're tall and, you know, you're, you're good reach, maybe you should consider. I said, no, I don't want to do, I only want to do uh, nogi. He's like, okay. He lets me do my shit, and then, uh, yeah, eventually I, start, I started uh, doing, like, I come from Sanda background, like. Uh, Sanda, yeah. right? Which and is a style of martial arts. Right? Yeah, so Chinese know. martial arts, all the army in China does mm-hmm. that pretty much, and it's pretty cool. So s- s- wide stance, spinning attacks, you know, mm-hmm. and cool stuff. A lot of throws. I was actually with Kung Lee in uh, San Jose last no week. No shit. Yeah, we did some nice headbutt videos. Oh, wow. We need to do one together after. All right. <laughs> Have you done a headbutt before? Uh, no, not okay. really. I've never headbutted a person. On the pads? I've fucked around, you know, and head- headbutted the bag, but just joking. I've okay. never, I've never, like I've seen your pad routines where you incorporate headbutts into the pads. Yeah. It's, yeah. I feel like you fight like you train. So if you sure. don't, if you don't train it, how the hell are you going to throw it in a sure. fight? It has but to become a Do a lot of people headbutt pads or are you? Like, I'm, I'm teaching them now. Oh, okay. You, wanna... So you originated it? Yeah. I've never seen anybody do it okay. but you. I mean, I've seen people headbutt people in fights, particularly in the UFC, the early days. Mm-hmm. Like Mark Coleman, when he was the heavyweight champion, he was the godfather of ground and pound. Big, gigantic wrestler. And he would take guys down and get on top of them. It didn't matter if you were in the guard. He headbutt the fuck out of you. Yeah, I, I mean, when they took away his headbutts, you know, because it, they changed the rules, 
they took away fucking 20% of his game. Okay. 20% of his game, he'd control you. Bang! Bang! <laughs> just slam his forehead into your nose. You know, you couldn't see. Then he'd pound the shit out of you. Okay. I mean, that was one of the ways he so became they the champ. took it out from the UFC. They took it out of the rules, oh, which time. I don't totally understand why. Mm -hmm. If you can elbow in the face and the eye sockets and the nose, why can't you headbutt? I don't know. It's because a headbutt cuts. Elbow cuts, and yes. you actually can do way more with an elbow than sure. a headbutt. Sure, and so knees, knees cut as well. True, true. Yeah, I think I think it should be legal. I think so too. Yeah, um, see, you guys, well, you obviously from Joe. you do. Yeah, I'm a big proponent. You're excellent at it. Um, so, how did you get? <laughs> yeah. Explain the path to yeah. Letway. Okay, so now we were basically at the at doing starting to do striking. So then I do a couple fight nights, and I I love it. Uh, I, I start fighting, but then it's legal in Canada. You can't do like full even Muay Thai is illegal. So I Muay Thai is illegal in Canada. Pro pro Muay Thai. Yeah. What? Yeah, no elbows. Yeah, it's, I'm a. But how come the UFC is legal? Tell me about it. Oh my god, <laughs> so that's so do, crazy. You can do MMA, but you have to do headgear and shit for a Muay Thai. Wow. Like, even in France, shin, need, shin pads. I'm not sure, but there's no elbows guaranteed. No elbows. So amateur Muay Thai, no elbows. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not Muay Thai then. Yeah, no, it's not. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Even in France, I think Muay Thai, like Thai fight, when you go there, they have head elbow pads. Really? Yep. With Sanchai was fighting with elbow pads last time. What? Yes, yes, in no, France. No, Sanchai with elbow pads is mm -hmm. hilarious. In France, yeah. Wow, that's so, crazy. And then what else? And then basically, um, I uh, I went to Thailand for the first time because my friends were there and it's just easier because Myanmar was like, for those who don't know, it used to be called Burma and mm -hmm. now it's Myanmar and it was super hard to get visas and you know, a bunch of things, stuff like that. So I go there. I do my first uh, pro Muay Thai fight because then I was I was like partying and I was like, I want to get a fight. So they give me a fight. I win. How much training had you done? You did Sanda and then what else? Uh, well, I did Sanda and grappling. And, That's uh, it. And MMA, yeah. But so basically like so overall. So no Muay Thai. No. Never did Muay Thai before my first Muay Thai fight. What? <laughs> yeah, it was a brawl. Man. It was that not, is crazy. It's not beautiful to watch, but yeah. Wow. Yeah. How many people could say that? I never did Muay Thai before <laughs> my first Muay Thai I don't fight. Know. But I got lucky. I got a nice elbow in the clinch and cut him up right here. So you just, started thinking about elbows yeah, then? Yeah, like, that's my elbows now. <laughs> yeah. But like, uh, just to back up a little bit, basically my coach, Sifu Pat, showed me back then a black belt magazine, uh, Burmese boxing, probably mm -hmm. the same that you saw or sure. something. And then I'm like, oh, I want to do this, right? And uh, starting watching videos, but there was nothing. It was like black and white. It was super hard to find. There was nothing about Litway. Uh, so I just put it on the ice, but my dream was always to go to Myanmar one day but at the time Tiger, you know, Tiger Muay Thai was super mm -hmm. big it's like easy you have fights every week it was you visas like you don't even need to get a visa it's 30 days for Canadians right away right? really so I was like okay my friends are there they invite me to Tiger and uh, I uh, have a good relationship with them now basically uh, ended up uh, winning their tryouts and uh, I, I, I do the, it was a big year that year we had like Dan Hooker myself uh, oh. we won like Alec Rosanowski was there uh, oh. Peter Yan so all the guys were oh great yeah, so great it was fighters a, yeah a good fight and um, and then I was like I was for, me, they were for the MMA I was for Muay Thai so we got a scholarship so look you're, you're still following me yeah so yeah. then and then uh, I go to uh, I get that little like. I mean, sh thank you for giving me that room, guys, but it was like a shitty room with a, with a toilet. It was a bed and a toilet, you know? But I'm happy at the time. I had no money. Uh, you know, I, I just like, I'm happy. I'm, ha I'm happy with this. We had like, actually, my wife is watching right now. We had like a, a call that the, the, the black hole in the toilet. There was the humid AC was leaking and it was so, like, it was so disgusting. There was like, we called it the black hole. It was the like, mold. The was mold. mold? Yeah. Oh, that's terrible for you. I know. Tell me about it. Yeah, that stuff. Some, some of that mold can be toxic, right? Yeah. Yeah. And my wife was not very happy about it. I'm sure they weren't testing that mold either. No, no, no. <laughs> 
So then we get this, and then like I remember, like it's yesterday, we're on the bed, and uh, like I'm making one fight a month in Thailand, and um, I'm you know it's like uh, I'm telling I'm, I actually got myself in myself in the Max Muay Thai tournament. It was I was trying to get my name you know in the Phuket Stadium in the Phuket circuit. Mm-hmm. And then, and then um, one time, like the manager pulled me out, and he's like, "You're not good enough," because they wanted me to be super stadium-like, you know, check block, check block. And I'm not. Mm-hmm. I want. I was wide stance. I was super. I was catching kicks, punching back. I was not like like they wanted me to do at all. Not good for gamblers, because gamblers they want you to. They start gambling in the second round, mm-hmm. and I was knocking. I was winning like a first round, so they don't make money with me. Oh, so they wanted you to. For people who don't understand what we're talking about in Thailand, it's traditional that the fighters fight slowly in the first round. They just sort of feel each other out. Once the bets are all in place, then they go hard in the second and third round. But a lot of fighters would go over there, especially from other countries, and just fuck people up in the first round. Yeah, and that's what you did. Yeah, and they didn't like me for that. So what did they tell you to do? So they, they tell you to slow down the first round? They tell me to just, they just pull, you didn't tell me anything, just pull me out of the tournament and say you're not good enough. Not so, good enough? Yeah, and but I was you're winning. winning. I was winning fights, yeah. So that's how I'm starting to get pissed a little bit. And then... Um, I'm making shit money and I sold everything that I had that I had at the time to go to Thailand. So I'm like a bit in the, you know, like hardship. Like I'm like, what am I going to do? And then I meet Irina, uh, my wife. Uh, now we're married by the time we were, we were just together. And uh, she said, well, one day we want to have kids. We're going to buy kids. You have kids with $200 a month, you know, like we need to Is do Is that some. what you were making for a fight? 200 bucks? $2 a fight in the Phuket Stadium. It's like 10,000 baht. Uh, sorry, 6,000 baht. It's disgusting. Wow. That's the, what people get. Like even For a whole month, you were living off 200 bucks. I was getting in debt. Thank God I had credit before coming to Thailand. I was, You're burning through that shit too, oh yeah, though. Fast. 50 bucks a week? That's kind of crazy. It's, yeah, I was, I was spending at like $500 a week. So I was, oh. I was, I was getting that pretty fast. Wow. Like fast. Yeah. So um, by the time, you know, and, I, and I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? So we're like, we're crying on the bed. Uh, my wife is like, you know, I believe in you. You can do whatever you want. I think you're, you know, you can be champion. I said, I don't want to be just champion anywhere. I don't want to be, I want to be champion in like the most brutal shit in the world. It's like, but Letway was like, it was almost unattainable at the time. So, Explain to people the rules of Letway because okay. we keep talking yes. about it. True. So Letway. butts, yes. no gloves. Takedowns allowed, so suplex to the sp- on the head, uh, elbows to the back of the head. They don't care. Right. Uh, you know, takedowns allowed. So um, soccer kicks, soccer kicks. Not. I mean, yes, to the you body, can, but you, you can sort hit sort of on the all, all the way on down. the way down. Yeah, you can kick them in the head. Can I body lock and on the way down you headbutt, <sighs> and then you you get get back up. The referee doesn't care. A lot of times, they is do that a, take a rule down. though? Is it legal? It's or is gray it line, gray line, a gray area. So uh. you can actually do a, a, a takedown and then drop the knee, like knee stump, and then it's okay. Really? Yeah. They they say that basically you're supposed to help a brother up. So when you fall down, you help him up and you st- you, you fight. So the mentality is like we fight for 15 minutes and if we punch each other in the face, face with hel- elbows, headbutts and everything. And uh, let's see the first who quits. That's wow. The, but then if you go f- on the floor, we get up. They want action packed, you know. Mm-hmm. Even though I love I love the ground, I think it's true that on the fight on the, on the feet is more exciting. Sometimes. Well, it's easier for people to understand for sure. Yeah. Especially for people that don't train. They always want stand-up fights. True. So you, how did you wind up going over to Myanmar? So, okay. So just, uh, again, I, uh, I got myself, I watched a Vice documentary on prison fight. <laughs> okay. Look at that. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Uh, so the prison fight thing, another, that's again for, it's for in Thailand. For those who don't know, it's uh, sanctioned by the Thai Depart- Department of Correction. And uh, they didn't do, I was on the last one ever in 2014. And uh, basically 
It's inmates fighting foreigners, and if the inmate wins, the uh, the sentence is reduced. Whoa! Yeah, have you heard about this? No. Okay, prison fight. Yeah, I did that, and uh, we were uh, so basically we go into maximum security prison outside of Bangkok, ma- maximum security prison, and. Uh, It's like a movie, man. Like they made a movie actually about it recently. I was on the real deal. <laughs> I was wow. on the real. Yeah, and uh, I was with my Turkish friend. We go there. They take away our phones. We go to that big metal door. We go underneath. I have goosebumps talking about it. And then we go. We see 800 inmates. They're all they're all there for either rape, gang rape, murder, tra- drug trafficking, and they're all. And they can get their sentence reduced if they win a fight. Yeah. What if they win two fights? One guy actually, it was on. Sh- it was on Showtime. They did a documentary on Showtime, and he actually won the, the, the finale. He won against an American, and he uh, he got released. A murder. He won. He won. He was. Uh, he actually. What I, what I heard. I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but he went. Uh, he was in a bar, and somebody like talked about his girlfriend or touched his girlfriend. He went back. He took a knife and stabbed the guy in the neck, and he got in prison for that for murder, basically. And he got out for fighting well. Fighting very Holy well. Holy yeah. shit! <laughs> Don't But, go to that part of the world. <laughs> No, with a with a squeamish stomach. Fudge. So he was, uh, but actually those guys, they they do some mistakes. But they were fighting in Lumpini. They were they were like high level guys, you know. Really? Yeah, maybe not like all champions, but they were like you know, they knew how to fight. Hundred fights and up. Yeah. So, wow. so I get a guy who was there for um, uh, trafficking methamphetamine, meth. Mm. It was like 10 years, and uh, basically um, me actually maybe you know uh, Anvar Bozanarov. He fights in Glory, and uh, he was actually uh, he fought for the belt against. Uh, Uh, he, he actually lost at the belt uh, recently, but we, and we were me and him at the time. He was not in glory at the time. We fought there, and uh, only you know me and another Iranian won the prison mm-hmm. the prison fight. And what are the rules? So it's uh, it's a three round fight, uh, Muay Thai rules with gloves with big pillows, mm-hmm. eight ounce. So uh, at the time, I, again, my goal was always to go to Myanmar. So look look at that. So basically, after this, I go back to Canada, and I'm like, my head is like. I don't want to be in minus four degrees Celsius, you know, and I don't, I, <laughs> minus 20 in Celsius. So I'm like, how can I go back to Asia? And um, so I go to, um, I go to, uh, I go back, I, find, I save money, I go back. And then uh, I'm losing my thoughts. Basically, um, I, when I, when I get that situation with Irina, right, well, we're like, we're like, we're stressing for money, we're stressing for the future. I uh, I called up the prison fight promoter and I, and uh, at the time I said you have a fight for me like I need to get money I need to you know? he said well I don't promote Muay Thai anymore I promote Latwe you want to get you want to fight in Latwe I'm like yes that's my you know I've always wanted to do this so he's like well if you want I have this guy he's Tutu T O O T O he's a undefeated champ in Latwe rules 36 his name fights is Tutu Tutu wow <laughs> that's his real name. He was undefeated in how many fights? 36 fights. Uh, that means it's all KO, right? Because traditional Latoy, it's KO only to win. We forgot to say that. It's, really? There's no, there's no point system. No it's, points? No. How many rounds? Five rounds. So what happens if you go five Draw. rounds? And nobody, whoa. Both Even arms. if you're fucking the dude up. That's what happened. Wow. So, uh, yeah. So basically, uh, I go, I said, I don't care. Let's fight. I want it because you're just, oh, it's my dream. So he's like, well, how many fights you have? Well, I have 10 Muay Thai fights. Like, well, oh, Muay Thai? Well, he's, you know, 50 fights in Lithuania and you have 10 fights in Muay Thai. Well, let me, let me do something. He lied on the record. He said, I have 40 fights. Okay. And then uh, I go over. I go over there. I'm like, I don't care. Because my coach, Sifu Patrick, and I, we were always uh, like, you know, eye gouging and in, in, uh, like practicing. That's the mentality of it. Like aggressivity, like fish hooking in the clinch uh, or, or in the grappling. Can you do that in that way? No. No. But I mean, you could probably uh, fish hook if probably. Probably? I mean, they don't care really. Really? Yeah. 
but as long as you know eye pokes you know right so anyway so i was always ready for that i wanted that that uh, aggressive f fights so uh um i go to the fight and some kind of energy comes in my body i don't know i don't believe in that stuff but like uh i just disfigured him like he didn't touch me much i was using my my push kick to the ties i was keeping my distance and then i went inside i used my elbows and i like if you see the fight it's uh, it was he really puffed up like it was pretty cool and uh then that was my first fight and the crowd like they were throwing bottles a, a little bit but they were, why were they throwing bottles because they're he's their champion yeah yeah but then they quickly saw that i did my my likamun which is the the ch challenge gesture uh, you know very old challenge gesture and the uh they, they loved it so they started really what is, how does that work so basically you, before the fight You put your arm like this, and you you, you, you so explain to people that are just yeah. listening. You put one arm under your ar yeah. armpit. So yeah, for those at home, so you put your left arm under your armpit and the other arm in the air, and you uh, you hit with your your um cupped your hand. Cupped, cupped hand on the triangle shape of your elbow, and you three times. That actually gives me more goosebumps before because that that's why I triggered that to the fight, right? And this is a is a, a very old gesture. Uh, from Myanmar, from the Burmese army back in the days when they were in the trenches and they were fighting enemies, uh, you challenge with honor and courage your opponents. And uh, you do that. And that simulates the wing of an eagle. Ah. You know, and you like, so they saw you do that and they, get, they got fired up yeah, you because you understand the rituals. Yes, because some of the times guys were coming from other disciplines, other country, and they were putting their white crew, they were doing a bunch of uh, other things, you know? okay. I embraced the culture. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So they liked it. It's okay. Because at first, they basically, they wanted another tall white dude to get fucked by their guys. And, sure. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I was sent there to lose. Yeah. I was sent there I'm to sure. die. What weight are you competing at? I'm 180 right now, mm -hmm. but like most of my weight is in the groin area. I hear you. <laughs> so, but like when you're fighting those guys, like what, what weight do you have to get down to? So traditionally in Litway, the Burmese guys were never really over 180 pounds. Mm -hmm. So every um, every weight category has a as a you know as a belt. There's only uh, and uh, I fight open weight. So there was like I, I fought guys that were 200 pounds, 190 pounds. It doesn't matter um, as long. And I think in striking, that it matters less than if there's wrestling involved. You know, right. Like sure. The, yeah. yeah. But like, uh, there's only what's it's easy for let people to understand in the Twitter. There's only one golden belt champion for each weight categories. You know, like it doesn't matter. You know, Bellator, UFC, mm -hmm. uh, UFC. There's one champion in Lithuania for it doesn't matter how many promotions. And then do they have like a stadium champion like they have in Thailand or the no 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 stadiums change all the time. Okay, so yeah. how, what is the organizing body? So at the WLC, uh, I, this is the World Lithuania Championship. It's like the major league of Lithuania, and uh, yeah, they now they're actually going to do. I'm, I'm we're saying everything, but I want to. We'll be doing an event in the state next year. Really? Yes. In the yes. United States? Yes. Is it legal? It got, you know the first state to legalize Lithuania? Alabama. Wyoming. Oh, those crazy. Those <laughs> bare knuckle motherfuckers up there. <laughs> but those are cowboys. They Wyoming, <laughs> they don't give a fuck up in Wyoming, man. There's grizzly bears up there. There's only 80 people. I've never been yeah, there. Yeah, it's awesome. You've been? It's beautiful. No, okay. never been there. Okay. Never. I've been to uh, neighboring towns, you know, or neighboring uh, states, but Wyoming's gorgeous. Okay. But they want to do it like in Miami, in Florida. They try to get it in Florida. They that wouldn't would let it go in Florida? They, they're trying to get it there. That would be oh. more prestigious than doing than doing my. No, Wyoming. man, <laughs> Wyoming's the shit. I love Wyoming. You're gonna get a endorsements from Wyoming. No, people. because it's like it's uh it's one of the last truly wild places. Okay. Like there's beautiful cities and beautiful homes and stuff in Wyoming, but it's a gorgeous state. 
and yeah. it's got real wildlife. They have nice. wolves and grizzly bears and elk, and it's just like a. You go it's hunt just there? A, I have never hunted there, but you definitely Where do you can. Hunt? Where's the best place? Uh, Utah, Colorado's great. There's a, a lot so, of stuff. Montana. I've did, hunted in Montana. Did you ever go out of the country? Uh, only no, no. I've never hunted mm -hmm. in other countries. If you had to go, where would it be? Like out of the country. Australia is really good. I have a good buddy of mine, Adam Greentree. He lives in Australia. There's okay. a lot of hunting out there. Okay. And um, New Zealand. There's a lot of hunting in New Zealand. It's a, it's a nice yeah. trip as far, but it's yeah. nice. Africa's weird. <laughs> hunting in Africa is very strange. Like It's got too many connotations attached to it, but there's a lot of wildlife there. And it could yeah. be rough through some places. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, hell had yeah. some stories. I heard yeah, some stories. Yeah, Af well, it's obviously an enormous continent, but some yeah. of the countries can definitely be rough, but... They, there's a lot of these uh, areas that are su supported by people hunting wildlife. And I, if I did hunt, I would only be hunting things like antelope, things that you eat. Okay. I would never hunt like a elephant or any of that shit. I'm no desire. How often do you hunt? Because I, I saw like I, I want to do it too because it looks healthy. Oh, know? it's the best meat in the yeah. world. I wish you were uh, staying around here, man. I'd give you some. Ugh. I have a freezer full of okay. elk meat out there. And it's, it's like, how's the texture? It's, it's, like it's like a lean meat. Okay. Uh, it's like uh, like venison. If you ever had venison, it's very lean. You have to cook it at low temperature the, slowly. Is it chewy? No, no, okay. no. It's not that chewy. Hmm. I mean, it's more chewy than say like a real fatty beef steak. But yeah. uh, I love it, man. Okay. I love it. It's so good for your body. Oh. And it's like wild. Oh yeah, hundred percent wild. Wow. Yeah, just dodging mountain lions and trying not I to get it. jacked by wolves and bears and shit. You know? I I, uh, I followed the um, Nature's Metal because of oh, you. Oh, dude, that. that's badass. <laughs> Nature's Metal is the oh, best. The I best Instagram. This is like uh, Kyle Dunnigan's the funniest, and Nature's Metal is the best. <laughs> yeah. And uh, one of the coolest is King Lizard also. That's a pretty good. Yeah, one right. Too. The headbutts, but uh, Nature's Metal man, like the I watch on one bear. Attack a deer and he was screaming like a human. Yeah, you see oh, this in one? the backyard. Yeah, 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 that's awful. I always show that to people that think the bears are like yeah. these cuddly little things. I'm like, man, bro, they eat deers alive. They eat them while they're alive. I, I show that to people that think that we're like uh, we're over nature. You know, like yeah. like we're 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 mammals. Like yeah, we're, we're a part of nature. We just live in cities and we're very well protected. Yeah, yeah. But you, that's one of the things that I actually enjoy about hunting is when you're out there in the wild, the real wild, wandering through the mountains. You realize how vulnerable you are. You know, when you see bears or you see even mountain lions. Well, I don't bring a gun. I hunt with a oh, bow. Okay, okay. But, yeah, I mean, even with a gun, you're still, I mean, if you don't shoot something or if it comes from behind you, like a cat, yeah. like a mountain lion will fuck you up, man. You, <laughs> you, you have a rifle and you don't even have one in the chamber and a mountain lion jumps in your back. Good luck you're getting, fucked. racking a bullet and <laughs> getting your safety off and the getting actually, some distance. They have big, like, you, there's no way you can, like, you can't, like, eye poke the guy. <laughs> a cat people have survived by stabbing them people okay. have survived you know there's people that have been in life or death situations with cats and they've managed to okay. stab it it's possible okay. but it's not likely okay likely you're getting fucked up it's that's like a if there's a simulation one day i want to try it you know yeah. like and you can retry a simulation it, where you, know? you don't get actually yeah. get your face ripped off and with a bear yeah. too that would be nice <laughs> see how, how did you see go? that video recently of the trainer did you see that Jim? yes yeah trainer the bear just decides you know what fuck this game just <laughs> just tears the guy apart it's that can happen at any moment You're not supposed to do that with bears. Say hi to them. You see them. Hopefully, you're in your car. Keep driving. Wave at them. Don't get out of the fucking car. And definitely don't try to train them. Did you see one like when there were no hair? Oh, yeah, yeah. They It's not mange. the It's most beautiful creature. Oh, eh? creepy looking. <laughs> yeah, creepy looking. Yeah. So But Anyway, so back let's to the keep, Yeah, please go. So uh, we're talking about uh, the prison fight, I believe, or yeah. something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So yeah, so I get to, yeah, I know actually we we're going to I, I crossed over to Litwe and then I you know I was giving a to, just to tell you how much like I I really wasn't prepared that much and it's kind of a, a crazy how it happened. The my translator, Burmese translator before entering the ring told me, you know, if you want to protect your head but don't forget you put your hand on on his head, right? I'm like, mm-hmm. what do you mean? Is that well, you know, put your head so if he strikes you, it's not going to cut you. And that's what I teach in my seminars too and I'm mm. like, wow, and I that's like literally before they call my name. So I go in the fight and uh, actually stop the headbutt from this. Oh. Yeah. And like to people at home that, you know, let's say I try to, you know, if I would put my hand on my head in the clinch, right? And he would strike on my forehead and he would he could still strike me in the jaw. If I put on my jaw, I can still go to my temple. But the goal is to, and we'll, we can do it after, after a little bit, like on the, I would put on your head. Mm-hmm. So this, and if you strike me, it's gonna, it's gonna stun me, but not cut me. So right. that's the key. Yeah. But then again, why it's so different? And why is it so different? Is because you lose a limb that you could use for striking. Mm-hmm. You have to put it on the head of your opponent. Mm. So you have like one limb left to hit or whatever. So right. completely different clinch. And most people, when they clinch in Muay Thai, whatever they clinch, they, they hold the biceps, right? Mm-hmm. But then in the middle, there's a headbutt. Right. It's really cool that uh, there's still one martial art in the world that still like will not budge. That will keep it raw. Like that. That's that. It's it's a, an effective technique. And this has always been my problem with glory. That glory doesn't allow elbows. Mm. I'm like, why not? have full Muay Thai rules allow mm. the clinch allow knees to the body in the clinch allow elbows knees to the face the plum I mean all those those techniques are very valid to be able to cross over an elbow in the clinch I mean th- these are, it's very skillful it's real and yeah. it's you like yeah so and that's why if you add el- elbows and then head Man, that is uh, that's another element. Yeah, that's the thing. So that's why I think headbutts should be allowed in MMA. I believe. I think so too. And if not, well, we have MMA, which is like the most generalist martial art with the grappling and, and the wrestling and the striking. But then uh, in Lithuania, we have like the most permissive striking sport on the feet. Mm-hmm. Right? That's, yeah, that's pretty exciting yeah. to do. Well, yeah. bare knuckle boxing is they're doing a lot of that in Wyoming, by the way. Oh, it's in Wyoming. Too? Yes, okay. that's that's where they do it. I think that's the only state. See if that's the only state that allows it. I think it might be one of the only states that allows it. But um, I was a big proponent of bare knuckle in MMA. I was like, why do you get to pad the knuckles up when you don't pad the shins and, this. and the elbows? Oh. And it doesn't make any sense. I agree. But then the cuts. The truth? Mississippi and New Hampshire have also uh-huh. recently added it, but Wyoming uh-huh. was the first. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. I needed Jamie in my states. life. Yeah, there you go. Everybody does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, it, the, the, the cuts are huge. And that's the thing, but it's only hands, right? Right. If you would have your legs to push him away, you would have your elbows, you have the, the headbutts. You would, I feel um, it's even you more You think they would get less cut up yeah, if they had. Yeah, I get less cut too. And right. I, I think, you know, in a way, I actually think, like if you look in general, most Lithuania fights have a bit less cut than 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 bare knuckle boxing because it's really you're just standing in front of each other and you just punch and it's right. I I'm I want to be the new generation Lithuania fighter because mm-hmm. the Burmese actually they go in the pocket and it's a bloodbath you know scar tissue everywhere right. short careers you don't fight like that I don't want that I want to no. go back to my wife and be uh, handsome hey, hey baby I'm right. good you know so you fight well you also are very long right you're tall and long for your weight class yeah so even though you're fighting large what do you 6'3 I'm 6'2 6'2 yeah. so when you're fighting these guys do you usually have a height advantage yeah and that's a good point so basically people say because uh, Tutu tu, tu, tu and Tun Tun Min that's another guy Tun Tun mm-hmm. Min <laughs> he was the legend uh, he was the former champ that when I defeated uh, for the golden belt he was the open weight champ 
So mm-hmm. Tutu was 75 kg uh, and the other one was uh, open weight. So basically, um, Tuntumin and him are both around 5'9", 5'10". Mm-hmm. And uh, so, but the thing is, it's actually, and now after facing uh, uh, taller opponents like Americans and French and uh, Australians, six foot and up, six foot three and everything. If you uh, if you look at this, like he's like 5'9", would it be about here, 5'10"? And then the headbutt would go right away to oh, my jaw. See. Yeah. Okay. And mm-hmm. a six, and I, and if if I want to headbutt him at five ten, five nine, I would have to drop my level, then do a headbutt. Right. So I look, it's slower. But mm-hmm. if I like, I fought uh, in August. You know, Seth Bezinski is like six three. I didn't get to I didn't get to. to Seth Bezinski fought yeah, in yeah. that what way? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. You it, fought him? Yeah, last month. Uh, oh. uh, How did it go? Uh, second round, I got him with a weave and then a hook in the pen. I, but I, I think he was uh, he was pretty cautious of the head, but we didn't get in the in the pocket. Mm. So it was yeah, it was in Burma. It was pretty, he's a cool guy. Really he's cool a very guy. cool guy. Very good yeah. guy. Yeah, I didn't know he was doing that. Yeah, he's, he was bigger than me though. <laughs> he's a big, big fellow. He, he got he's not one seventy anymore. <laughs> no, no, I'm yeah. sure. So you, is there cutting weight in left way? Well, in the WLC now, they're trying, they're trying to put like more strict weight class. Mm-hmm. And uh, but before, like I said, I fight, I fought open weight. But now, open weight was very restrictive. As more f- uh, as the popularity popularity of Lithuania increases, there's more big guys that want to fight. Right. So now in WLC, I'm um, I'm fighting cruiserweight, which was uh, 190 185 pounds. Dude, that guy headbutting. Who is that supposed to be? The guy on your shirt. It's me. That's you. <laughs> I got that by a fan. It's pretty cool, no? Yeah, that is cool. And the, like it's the same face of, yeah. as I do when I headbutt. Your very angry face. Well, I try to be <laughs> kind outside of the ring. Yeah, and angry yeah. inside yeah, of it. And we don't fuck we don't let anybody So, have other uh like big name guys like Seth, you know, Seth yeah. fought in the UFC for yeah. quite a long time. I think 11 fights and yeah. the ultimate fighter too. Is there other guys um, at that level that are starting to make their way to left way? Well, we uh, actually got a message that it did from Diego Sanchez. Diego, Diego's so fucking crazy. Of course <laughs> he wants to do it. He said, Dave, I'm not in UFC anymore. Uh, He's not? Oh, maybe I shouldn't say that. But Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. He said, just dropped, oh, a, dropped a scoop. Well, D- Diego Sanchez not in the UFC. Yeah, he said, I'm off with my contract. If you want to give me a little fight in WLC, it would be nice. Wow. Yeah. That so, fucking psycho. Of course yeah. he wants to do it. Yeah, I think he would, he would love it. Oh, yeah, he would love it. <laughs> He's perfect for it. Yeah. I'll corner him, too. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> but so, yeah, apart from that, there's been, like, it was mostly strikers. And I had I fought Cyrus Washington. Maybe you know that. Oh, yeah, video. sure, yeah. yeah. Also, they figured him, too. Yeah? Yeah, and we had a little bit of rivalry. And uh, He's a very good fighter. Very good fighter, but yeah. he was able. He was running around the entire freaking fight. He's a shorter guy too, right? He yep. was five ten, I believe. Is he? Yeah, yeah five eleven. Okay. I'm not sure, but he was a bit shorter than me. But uh, yeah, he's a guy that throws a lot of spinning techniques. Yeah, too, right? and I was aware of that, and I was I wanted to make sure that you know I keep my distance. But mm-hmm. then I had I knew I had a better inside game than him, so oh, I want okay. I do want to, I want to go inside fast. Yeah, mm. yeah. So him and a couple. Uh, um, yeah, but the, the biggest name was the, the Burmese guys. You know, mm-hmm. there are like 55 million people. For, for people at home, there's 55 million people in Myanmar, and their national sport is Litwe. Yeah. And it's like a religion there. That like, is crazy. It's crazy. It's, it's a, crazy that it's so popular there. And most people, unless you're a hardcore martial arts fan, you don't even know about it. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of UFC fans probably listening to this podcast just hearing about Litwe for the first time. Yeah. 
And it's it's okay because I had like uh, again Jim's uh, that host, hosted a seminar with me, and he said he's a martial artist for 40 years and never heard about Litway. Wow! So it's okay. We're in we're in that transition now, you know. Yeah. But but then in 20 30 years, when they're gonna ask, hey, do you know about Litway? Like, yeah, I heard the podcast about Litway. You know, <laughs> well, or, it's also YouTube. I think a lot of the videos yeah. of your fights and some other fights on on YouTube, people go, whoa! They yeah. see the the headbutts and the body slams and the yeah. suplexes and shit. Yeah. And it just shows like, wow, this is wild. This is a wild sport. It's pretty exciting. How long yeah. are the rounds? Are they normal length? Three uh, minutes? Three, uh, five rounds of three minutes, yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. But so then, it's very similar to Muay Thai. Yes, but then the crazy part, which uh, my fights I fought in the uh, traditional uh, Litwi rules, is that you have an injury timeout. An so, injury so timeout? So meaning that, let's say you knock me out, Joe, and then I... I have they they pull me out in my ring in my corner. They slap my face. They bite my ear. They pull bite my head, your ear. Whatever they want to make me up. They want bite to, your ear. But that helps you wake you up. Really? Bit. I don't know. It hurts? No. It wakes have you up. Have they done that? Not to me. I never use my. But you've camera. seen people do that. They pull the hair. Yeah. You've seen them bite each other's ears. Yeah. They go. They just like they mumble. They just <laughs> chew on the ear a little yeah, bit. Really? Bit. It hurts. No. Uh, well, I'm sure it hurts. But I mean, what about ice? It seems like that'd be a better way to they wake do you everything. up. Everything. Because let's say you have two minutes to get uh -huh. revived. Okay, so you get KO'd. Yeah. And the fight's not over? Two minutes to get revived. Why isn't the fight over? I don't know. That's the in traditional back to 2,000 years ago. They, they want to give another chance. It's, what? But the WLC, uh, thankfully. Oh, my God. That is so crazy. Yeah. WLC's eliminating <laughs> that? With that. And yeah. I'm, I'm good with that. If you want guys to have a career out of Litway, right? Yeah. It's better for the brain. Oh, yeah. A lot better. Yeah. Because yeah, I've yeah, seen, yeah. I think only seen one time. Actually, it was Tun Tun Min uh, with, I think, Cyrus where actually uh, you get the only guy um, you know you get knocked out he, he went back to his corner got revived and won the fight what yeah he, won he the, went by decision uh, no, no there's no, no decisions the towel, the, the, the towel. Cyrus Washington's yeah. corner threw in the towel yeah. Wow, yeah. that is yeah. so that's really ridiculous. rare. So most of the time, when you use your timeout, you're you're out. You're gonna just get knocked out twice. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. would imagine. I mean, the, you just had a, a serious head. Oh, is that uh, it right there? Yeah. Show see, show it to me in the beginning. So, show it to me in the beginning. Nice elbow. You got you knocked, Boom. Elbow here. Oh my God, yeah. he's out fucking cold. Yeah, yeah. Look, they drag him out, and he actually finished and won the fight. That is insane. <laughs> so they drag. Him. That is fucking insane. <laughs> that is fucking insane that they. <laughs> look, oh look, my god they bite, they're gonna bite ears soon no they're they, not gonna bite his ears yeah. don't tell me they're gonna bite his look, fucking they, ears they drag him he's out cold and this is one of the strongest like he, 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 like he was this is uh, Tutu Min yeah so they sit him down he's literally unconscious and he wakes up now boom. he's starting to wake up when they got that's, water that's on his hard head. though like that's freaking hard like can you think about what that? Jamie they just bit his ear rewind <laughs> who's biting his ear they're pouring water on him. He's going to do it right there. No? Anyway, anyway, just like, yeah, that's the... Oh, he tried to bite his ear. <laughs> he really did. Yeah, so that's oh, the, Jesus that's the Christ. <laughs> so they're just pouring water on him, and they give yeah. him a chance to wake up. Hey, wake yeah. up, bro. And he's, he's... That is so crazy. What kind no, of... No, bite the ear right there. Or, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God, they're biting his ears. <laughs> he's kissing him, too. He's making out with him. He's, he's like, bro, I'm going to fuck you if you don't wake up. <laughs> And the crowd goes crazy because they like, you know, they're, they're, they want him to they, keep going. Yeah, it's like, it's really about grit and about like heart. And he goes back, look after like 30 seconds and he, he ends up winning. That's Are they gambling here as well? I'm not aware of it. I think really? a, little bit, a little bit. It's, uh, it's not, but it's not like Thailand. I know there's no alcohol served. It's really no about, Lit it's about Litway. You but know? it's not like Thailand. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. here's Cyrus Washington. They put his mouthpiece in. And he's aware of the rules, right? Yeah. So he knows he knocked him out. Yeah, but then it's a, it's a long time after that. So how we, much we, time? Uh, it's a long time. Like how long? Uh, at the end of the fifth round. But how I mean, how much time do they give him? 
A break. So what? Oh, it's, it's a minute or two a break per, in between rounds. No, but I mean, while, while he got knocked out it was a two to revive break. him. It was a two-minute two, break. Just, just two yeah. minutes? Yeah. Oh, look at this. And he's already back to it, you know? That is crazy. It was knocked out cold. That's crazy. Yeah. Boy, this guy. is so bad for so your I brain. So fought, I fought both of them. I fought Cyrus and I fought uh, Tuntumin three times. Uh, so basically, the, oh, look, yeah, it's the end. So Cyrus just quit? He's out. Yeah, Tao was there like it's over. Wow. It's over. So Tuntumin won the fight. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> Welcome to that's, the world of Litoy. Wow, but that's yeah. so insane that they revive him. Yeah. I mean, that motherfucker was out cold. So Tuntumin now... Uh, like that I have a big rivalry with him uh, we had a trilogy fight with together and yeah. uh, he's one of the strongest guys I ever saw in my life like he, yeah. he's uh, like he's almost like immune to, to I don't know he has his stuff so uh, but think about like I was watching when I when I got into Latoya my coach showed me showed me fights I got in I, sh I saw his fights right and I was like it's it seems so far away to go actually there I was a little kid from Montreal you know from Gatineau actually and then uh Fast forward a couple years later, I'm fighting him for the most anticipated uh, rematch in Lithuania history. Right, like it was like the it was everywhere in this in the country, live on national TV. It was like 30 million people watching it, uh, like almost the whole country. It was insane. And then um, 30 million. It's people. crazy. People in the huts and they have a satellite, and the people gather in the in the villages. They have a, they don't Whoa. have electricity, but they have like they don't have a running bathrooms, but they have a, a TV with a satellite. <laughs> And then we uh, we fight in December last year, and uh, that's actually you showed my headbutt uh, last time. That was that yeah. was with him. Oh yeah, when I, you know the headbutt knocked out, mm -hmm. uh, like the knockdown that you showed. Yeah, and he said like this dude do it a lot. Yeah, because you know? people were saying oh headbutt doesn't work. Like no no. This yeah, be, that uh, was during Fight Companion. Yeah, I was yeah. telling them no 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 no. You got to see Dave. You're good man. You that was good. <laughs> I appreciated that. But uh, so yeah, that was the headbutt, my first headbutt knockdown like this, uh, mm -hmm. like this. Uh, it, it really, I use headbutt, I use the head to, to create distance. So let's say we're in the clinch, right? And you, I, I would like put, I would put my forehead, the hard part of my skull, on the jaw, on the mm -hmm. on the aorta, on the on the sterno, on the mastoid muscle here, mm -hmm. and I would just use it to push, and then I couldn't bring back, bring it back. So create space and then headbutt. Yeah. Now the way you work the pads with yeah. headbutts is that something that you invented? I never. I was never told. So I just. I just started. I wanted to get better, right? So I started doing it. Yeah, I pretty much invented it. Wow. I mean, cannot put invented, but like I started doing it. But you, know? you, well, you started actually doing pad work for headbutts, though. Yeah, in a yeah. in a more refined way, because mm -hmm. they do that in Myanmar, a little bit of headbutts on the pad. But like, I wanted to in a more refined way and following up with. You the, want? Oh, look at this! You do. <laughs> don't with show a, this a cord. one. Neck flex. That's, oh, that's uh, so ridiculous. Oh, it actually, that's I actually. What have, is neck flex? Is that something like the iron neck, like the same sort yeah, of a deal? To be honest, I don't know if you're. Oh. That's for you. Okay. Look at that. This, so it's a chain for so weights this and is then a cord. my lifesaver, man, for my neck. To be honest, mm -hmm. I I uh, I used to have those, you know, the blighty thing in Thailand, right? With the freaking uh, concrete concrete thing. Yeah, but then explain my, what that is. So basically, people. for people at home, like it's like I, a cord. I was always the last guy after the gym to go train my neck because I feel like it help it helps for headbutt prevention and concussions and everything. Right, definitely helps concussion pre prevention. And I feel like if you would punch me in on the front, what what absorbs the impact would be my my yes. sternocleidomastoid muscle. Yeah, and. Um, so then I started doing this, but those when you when you bite a weight and you pull it up, 
it works the back of the uh, the neck. Mm-hmm. But then I was doing neck raises. I was on my on my back, mm-hmm. and I was doing neck raises for and the front of the, for neck. the front of the yeah. neck. But then I, I was getting a bit stronger, so I was putting like kettlebell on my forehead and like you know fifteen mm-hmm. to to get stronger. But then I can't carry this biteable neck on on my trips on my tours. Right. So then uh, this guy reaches up. He's like, "Well, you can break that in your luggage, and then you can put a forty five pound on it if you want." Right. Like, that's At pretty practical, gym. right? Yeah. So then I I started like just doing my neck like this, and I. I like it like it's practical then mm-hmm. i can when i'm on tour right now i can just do my neck everywhere in any gym with a weight you know have you so, ever used an iron neck no 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 i have one out here i want you to try yeah? it because okay. i think it's the okay. best for okay. training your okay. neck because okay. it allows you to rotate okay so you put okay. it on it's like a halo okay. and then it has a 50 pound bungee cord you like it so you, i love it yeah, okay and you, grapplers love okay. it like john jock machado okay. swears by but it. can you do like heavy weights like because this i can do like a no, 45 pound no, you, don't, okay. you, do, you, you don't you don't do weight no so the idea is you don't think it would be good to do weights i don't know See, it's it's very controversial. Some people think that when you're doing like the traditional, I have one of those uh, head things, a leather thing with a chain mm-hmm. like that. You put a plate on it and you do yeah, these. Yeah. I've done these. But some people think that that motion with weights puts unnecessary pressure on your discs. Okay. So the idea with the iron neck is there's never any pressure on your disc because your neck okay. is straight. Okay. So you got a halo. The halo okay. sits on top of your head. It forms. And I you saw actually, that picture, yeah. You pump it up so it gets tight okay. to your head. But I feel like all those twisting can be a bit like not detrimental for the, the, the disc you know you twist a lot you just gotta try it we'll okay. try it afterwards I'll okay, show it perfect. to you but, but uh, yeah, I mean I'm I mean, not a physiologist so yeah. I don't but I, I've talked to people that I really respect and yeah. they don't like the okay. weight thing okay well, I guess because uh, I use the weight, and I feel like it, uh, like actually maybe you saw a video I did with Bass uh, the other day, and then I lay with Bass. No, I didn't see it. Yeah, I put it up. When it's was pretty, this? It was eagle throat in the neck. Uh, oh, yeah, it was eagle like eagle throat to the neck is legit. <laughs> I tell people that like if someone's <laughs> fucking with you, like just grab their neck, slam yeah. them in the neck like that. But this, I feel like. As I'm doing more neck, my, my muscle go overlaps oh, my yeah. trachea, right? Oh, yeah. All this? Yeah. This stuff right here? I want to feel it. Yeah, man. Get in there. Girl. Get that shit, Tight, Tighten it up. Okay. 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 It's a little do, do me. Damn, man. You got a lot of muscle in there. <laughs> so you're so, doing a lot of this a stuff? A lot of neck do, raises. Are you doing it every day? Every two days. And I do it do like- Do you do neck bridges as well? Yes. You do yes. those as well? Yeah, neck raises back and front. Yeah. And pendulum and everything, mm-hmm. try to, but I'm not. I'm, I'm not doing like side. Yet. I'm just doing frontal because uh, I, I'm. I don't want to risk it. I don't. Yeah. Know. Tyson no, was no, doing no, a lot no, of. No. You know, Tyson. He was fucked in, his neck up too. You know, Tyson yeah. had to get surgery on his neck. It's risky. The neck bridges. If you don't yes. do it well, you can hurt your back. And yeah, neck bridges are a lot of wrestlers want to fucking their neck up on that. Yeah. I mean, you put a lot of weight. You know, yeah. you see that arc when you're rolling back and forth. And yeah. the thing is, it's tremendous pressure on the discs it's okay. an unnatural pressure okay this is the whole concept behind the iron neck okay is that you don't put that kind of pressure because you never have like a flexation okay of, of the neck while you're strengthening okay and but definitely like for example when i when i let's see you, you bite the neck where i put the the the, the neck flex on my head mm-hmm. like when i do this i feel like all my yes. trap working yes. so i feel it's like any muscle like bicep mm-hmm. build up muscle and uh and frontal, yeah, frontal would be neck raises. Are you doing trap work as well? Do you do shrugs, yeah, shrugs and things yeah. like that? Right. Yeah, I, like, I, I'm not the biggest guy, you know, but right. I feel like a strong neck, a strong back, Huge. everything is crucial. Everything. And again, for people at home, when you do a headbutt, uh, why I say train your, yeah, train your fucking neck, right? Yeah. Like, it's it's not because I'm gonna do a whip with my head. That's actually when it's detrimental for your spine. Right. When you when I do a headbutt, if you look at all my my, my videos and and headbutts, I put the it's like my spine is rock solid, mm. and you use your legs. Yeah. Yes. So your head is stable, your neck is stable, 
but mm-hmm. it's strong. But then you push with your legs yeah. to create a good headbutt. Yeah, so, you're developing uh, real power with that headbutt. It's not just like a thump, mm-hmm. like a thoughtless sort of a thump. No, you you're, want you're it doing feel, it like a technique. Yeah. yeah, and then you would actually people say, ah, oh, and uh, we can talk about this, but like you are, if you do headbutts, you know, it's gonna be a brain damage. Well, first of all, any any martial art, any contact sport, there's a risk. We're not playing soccer here, right? right? But right. and even uh, if you are, soccer players get brain damage yeah, with the ball, from heading the ball. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I mean, let's do what we have. Life is short. We don't know what's gonna be happen after right. so let's do what we love i love doing headbutts so uh, you know <laughs> <laughs> so basically when i when i uh, i feel like if you hit with a hard part of your skull with like the horseshoe the horseshoe yeah you know i feel like you're inflicting maximum damage to your opponent but not to myself there's a great video of a girl like a girl who's this fucking guy is in her face talking shit uh, outside of a bar and she grabs his collars she grabs his uh, his collars and fucking slams her head into him and he goes out it's the best. It's hilarious, though. I it's hilarious because <laughs> this guy's way bigger than her. He's just being a dick, and she's like, "Oh yeah, okay, bang!" <laughs> <laughs> if I have collapses. a daughter one day, if I have, a, you know, I want to teach her headbutt and kick in the groin. <laughs> it's not, you know, you don't want to physiologically. Move. Here it is. Here okay. it is. Watch it. This is a fucking hilarious video. <laughs> so this guy is like, oh, you see there? They're they're in the middle of like this thing. Let's see when when does it actually happen? The guy is like pushing her. And backing her up, and boom! Look Ooh. at that, out cold, bitch. Ooh, that's a she's good like, one. She's like, "Fuck you!" She got him. And she's tiny. pushing her. Yeah, she's tiny, way smaller than him. I mean, I don't know what uh, was being said, but he was pushing her and pushing yeah. her back. She's like, "You're out, bitch." Love it. Boom. So girls learn how their headbutt. That girl self defense probably wakes up in the middle of the night when she has to pee and thinks about that. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I got that motherfucker. Love I got it. him. Boom. That you see, is, and she used her, oh, she used her legs fuck to yeah, do it. Dude, that girl, Boom. she did it well. Yeah. Somebody taught her or she just has good instincts. So, WLC, get her a Lithuan contract. <laughs> <laughs> do they have women that fight Lithuan? Yes, sir. Really? Yeah. When really? actually was, uh, maybe you've heard, but she was on the Ultimate Fighter um, show with uh, Julia. Uh, she's a Lithuanian and she she went uh, she went pretty far, I think, but she, uh, from Lithuania, she won in Japan. Lithuania is pretty, getting pretty big in Japan. Really? Yep. Interesting. Tokyo. There's a like a Lithuanian Japan. I fought there three times in Tokyo. No kidding. Yeah. Lithuanian. Yeah. Well, I know that the awareness of it is growing. Like, what is is the the internet? Is that what's making people more aware of it? Probably? Some people say the internet. Some people say it's Dave. I don't know. Maybe you. <laughs> well, it's you too. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. You know that there's like a face that speaks English that you know is yeah. You couldn't the, see the head you, guy. You couldn't have like Tuntumin speak in English, right? Right. So right. That's it's hard to get excited about it. Sometimes that's all it takes is like someone who crosses over who becomes the best at it from another country, and then you can speak English clearly, and so that not makes bad. no accent. Not, not well, you obviously have an accent, Fuck. but it's clear. But you it's know, clear. I actually learned English uh, <laughs> while watching Fear Factor. No, you didn't. <laughs> I was watching it in yeah, Quebec. Maybe, but that's not how you learned English. Right, that's why I swear so much. <laughs> joking. I never swore I'm in Fear joking. Factor. It doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> I'm how many you, fights have you had over there? Um, I'm uh, over 10. Uh, it's like I choose right now. At first, my first couple of years, I was doing like six fights, like, uh, like, like four or five fights, of, and I was getting like super... Uh, not depressed, but like it was very redundant. You know, it's like every two months, same same technique, same position, same thing, same running, same heels. It was mm-hmm. like, and I had like, whoa, and I was like getting injured everywhere. Like my elbows were hurt, my knuckles were swollen. So I'm like, I called my wife and I, I, I called her after the training. I was like, can we just take a break? Yeah. Like, and I, I now um, I negotiated like a very good contract with the WLC and they take care of me. So I, uh, I'm able to take, you know, one or two fights a year. Oh, that's yeah, great. Yeah. So what? how many fights have you had total? Uh, I would say, I would have to check. I think Wikipedia has it, like maybe uh, 12 or 11 or something like that. But then, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So and, last this year I only fought once. And so you're you're it's better you think yeah. to do it that way. I, I'm still like it's like a dog on a leash with a you put mm. the, I'm hungry to go fight. Right. You know? And right. I actually have a they fight like once every two months. They fight very a lot, right? The Burmese. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel uh, one guy actually fights four times this month. Like a young young Burmese fighter, he fights four <sighs> times. I'm like, wow. But I feel like I have a unwillingly. I'm happy with it, but like an ambassador, right? So I have yes. to not only for the sport, for the country too. Right. So I have to do a lot of other work. So right now I'm working on my online academy. Oh, so people cool. can learn Litwe via videos. I need to film like a lot of videos. And you are really famous in Myanmar, right? Like someone told, told me that your wedding, <laughs> 30 million people watched your wedding on yeah. television there. More than that, I think. But yeah. That's fucking insane. It was, so the story that's like, look, so now we go back to the story. When we, when I, when I went to over after prison fight, I went to Myanmar. Then I, after, after, uh. We didn't even talk about the prison fight. We kind of skipped we, over it. I mean, I, I won. Like, yeah. uh, so it's, no, but yeah. I, I think the more important is the Litwe part. So then right, I, okay. it just, I talked about it because that was my connection to the promoter. Oh, okay. Then the promoter got, got, gets me into Litway. And then I I, uh, I like beat up Tutu. And then I get right away challenged by Tutu Min, the open weight. So mm-hmm. like the, the best in the country. When you open weight champ, you're the best in the world in Litway, right? The biggest and right. the, 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 the strongest. So he's a third, fourth, five generation Litway fighter. His grandfather was a Litway fighter. And they were all golden belts winners, right? So the, he's born in, in the, like, if you look where he lives, it's raw, man. It's the hut, it's in the jungle, and he's he's raised in the headbutt culture. Like, you know, he's, he's an animal. He's a headhunter. He just goes for the head, and he, he's, he has a good right hand. So I'm like, and I knew right away after that fight with Tutu, I, he was fighting that night too. So we, uh, I go shake his hand. He doesn't know yes and no in English. That's how bad he is. And I, I say, good fight. And he's like, he just gave me a head nod. And I knew that we were going to meet. So we meet. And uh, yeah. And then, where was I going with this? Basically, we, what was your question, Joe? You no, said. No, just got to just, yeah, just so keep going. Fight, so, so you that, meet him. I bet with the first fight, just, that's, I think it's important to talk about this because I was only my second Litwe fight ever, right? And I'm fighting the best. Two legends in a row. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, they want again. They like, oh, Tutu didn't get him, so let's get Tutu Min to fuck him up, right? So I go back. I was I was at Tiger at the time, and that was no. We'll go back to this later. But I was. They were laughing at me because I was doing headbutts on the bags, and they were. It was all a big show every time I was doing headbutts, right? Like, oh, look at Dave doing this. Look at. I had to teach this guy with 300. My my my. My coach at the time, my pad holder at the time, I had to teach him how to hold pads for headbutts. And that's the way I developed a bit the way to do, you know, jab, cross, hook, headbutt, elbow, mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. So then they were laughing. Okay, cool. I don't care. I'm winning fights. I go there and um, first fight, that's the hard part, man. Like I, the first round, the first couple of rounds, the three rounds, he, I tip, I, I push kick his stomach and he grabs it and he, he sweeps my other leg many times. So I actually sectioned my, the back of my leg. Um, like it was, I had to do physio, like my nerves, I think in the back of my right leg was like, fuck. Se- sectioned? Or maybe, not, maybe not sectioned, but like severely damaged. Okay. So uh, yeah, section would be pretty bad. Yeah. So, uh, what, I, I would, what do you mean by section? Does I that mean, mean like tear? Like uh, tear like, the yeah, it was like and uh, damage. Is like, that from kicking you the back I of your think leg? Because he did it many times in the same spot, uh-huh. right on my the back of my knee. Okay, which there's a lot of nerves. So he's catching your teep kick and then kicking your other leg. Yes. Okay. So then many times, and I don't. So it's tearing. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't. Re- I'm like, what the fuck? Like, because uh, I I want to go inside. I want to do my elbows, mm-hmm. and I can't. Because I, and uh, so then adaptation, I think, is key in life as well, right? You need to 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 adapt. And for that, so again, this guy is 70 fights. Uh, you know, I think yeah, like uh, all, all by KOs, he's just smashing everyone. And then, um, 
I uh, I started adapting. I went to, I went to the leg instead, the push kick to the leg instead mm-hmm. of the stomach, and that you couldn't catch it anymore. And then it was it was making buckle up. So that was a right. big a big thing in my. So you're hitting him above the thigh, hyperextending the knee, yeah. and yeah. he can't get in. So he he's a bull. They call him the bull. So he goes inside. He can't he can't go inside if I'm pushing his leg too much, right? right. So he's having a hard time, and he's gassing out a little bit because he's he give he usually knocks him out in the first round. He goes far, right? Mm-hmm. So then I'm like I kind of. I, I knocked him out a couple of times, like knocked him down a couple of times at the end of the fight. So it was a real draw, right? It was a real draw. So we ended up the first fight as a draw, but then right away, automatic rematch, we fight you again. How long? Two months. Two months. But and then your leg the, is fucked up. Yeah. So that, but then it was a, it was a, it was a, uh, an added sweetener. That was again. I'm I'm very emotional today. I have goosebumps, like because it's <laughs> it changed my life, Joe. Yeah. Like basically, it was if you win this fight. It's going to be it's December 2011, uh, 2016. If you win this fight, you're gonna, we're going to pay for your wedding, and uh, it's for the golden belt. So the other one was only a challenge fight, you know, but when they, when they, like, this was actually for, like, you can, it's for the title fight. Mm-hmm. So I got two draws, and now it's, like, title fight. So I'm like, let's go. I train, and uh, I train hard. And uh, yeah, we go. We meet up again, and now I, because I, I, I proposed, I proposed to Irina uh, after the other fight uh, in Bagan. By the way, if you have a chance to go there, beautiful, ten thousand temples, UNESCO protected temples, and uh, you go there at five a.m., four a.m., and you see the sunrise on those like temples, and like uh, there's hot air balloon. It's beautiful. Wow. So I, I proposed uh, to Irina in Russian. I learned, I learned my script in Russian, and uh, she says yes. Uh, I don't know how it tricked her to 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 love me. But <laughs> so we go there, but then it makes the news in Myanmar, right? So oh, they've uh, got engaged in Bagan. So then the promoter calls me. So, hey, you got that fight in December. If you win, we, you want to get married in Myanmar? I said, yeah. So it's going to be a Myanmar traditional wedding. So full gold with like, like I'll show you pictures. It's pretty wow. cool. But I said, but um, it's going to be like, we're going to make an event out of this. So he, obviously he's not stupid. The guy he pays 20 grand, but he's going to make an, uh, he's going to, he's going to put it on television. Yeah. A bit like yeah. what they did with, you know, they, they help, they help Connor or whatever. Like they want to build, build a fight. Sure. You know? Sure. So uh, it's live on TV and it's a BBC freaking everything. Wow. Um, so uh, I had a lot of pressure. I had to win. I don't want my wife to, because the wedding was gonna happen regardless, right? Like, but this could be a better wedding, right? Yeah, Look I don't want to. Oh, <laughs> that's wow. not the, that's not the most glamorous one. Maybe there's another it's one. Pretty cool, man. No, this one or the, yeah, or then wow, the, yeah, pretty cool. So you have Irina Terehova and uh, Dave Lezuk in Burmese language. Wow. That was pictures from BBC. Yeah, look at my hat. Maybe uh, Jamie can go on the left. Uh, yeah, maybe you can see the hat. This one, yeah. Look, I have like a. A hat. It's pretty what cool. What is that uh, hat called? I don't know hat. the name, but when you see my my uh, my skirt, it's called a longi. Longi. So this, Joe, this is everybody in Myanmar has that. It's also in India. Uh, in India, they call that the longi. Mm-hmm. In, in in Myanmar, they call it the longi. Most comfortable thing in the world. You wear that. It's is uh, it like a kilt? I have one for you. You have one for me. <laughs> Look at that. Hilarious. It's directly from Myanmar. It fits in that little tiny bag? Yeah, yeah. So you're going to, look, it's like a, a long thing. This is directly from Burma. Oh. And uh, basically, yeah. It's, so it's uh, like a kilt. It's like a kilt. No, a kilt would be knee knee up. Right. And this is lower? This one is all the way down. Oh, all the way down the ground. Yeah, and I have a story for that. Okay. So this actually, uh, like, I don't give you expensive gifts. The dudes wear underwear? That's a, that's a dollar, by the way. A dollar? Yeah. Nice. So uh, I don't... I, I, now, do, you, do these guys <laughs> wear underwear under this, or are they free ball? Yeah. <laughs> they commando. Now they, they no? you wear underwear. Okay. But then the story with this, and we'll go back to the fight, guys, is just that uh, people wear that, very comfortable, but then when the... 
when uh, like war happens, you put it up and it looks like a, almost like a diaper, right? And you mm -hmm. can kick because this you can't kick with this. Oh, I see. And you I put see. it up and then uh, it show off your, your, your leg tats because they have a big tradition of leg tattoos. Oh, okay. And, uh, That's where you get all your tattoos in your legs? Yeah. Does it come from being over there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it is, uh, I, waited, I waited before having them because I wanted to make sure I deserved them. You know? Ah, interesting. You know? Okay, cool. Uh, and uh, basically, so I like that because when you don't know who's a fighter, uh, unless you see it at your face, but then let, let's say the, the war was happening, Boom, everybody gets their lunge up and they're ready for battle. And you see, oh, he's a fighter. Oh, he's a fighter. Oh, he's a fighter, right? Because mm. the, the legs are tied up. Got it. Uh, back in the days, everybody had, uh, every fighter that was fighting in the toy had the, the Tokwin, it's called. The okay, so yeah, anyway. back to the fight. Yes. So, because uh, we're doing a big uh, 101 about Myanmar right now, right? Everything. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, pretty, cool. it's so many things to talk about. So, uh, the fight. And then I started, um, I actually had a Canadian t uh, TV following me for that fight. And he usually told me that, Dave, usually when we follow somebody, the, the, the guy never wins. You know? <laughs> But I, I was like pretty happy. So I ended up uh, getting like a, a takedown. I'm bloody. I, I get him with an elbow in the face. He's, his, his head is like open up, a pretty big gap in the head. He's bleeding. And then I get a takedown. But I'm using a lot of my teeth this time. And uh, like he buckles them up. And I think I, 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 the leg is, their legs are not going too well. And then I do a takedown and he like he falls on his leg and then he has to use his timeout so yeah they bring him back and he's he looks in pain and i, t I tell my corner and uh, i'm a bit like i'm i'm bleeding because he got me to cut too that's that's also pretty rare but i'm I, and uh and then i'm i'm here i say which leg is it which leg is it and uh my corner uh, at times like it's the it's the right leg so i'm like okay so i'm like I and then he the two minutes ends up He goes back. He's like he looks limping a little bit. So I'm like I'm attacking the right leg. So I try I try to hit it, but he's and then I do another takedown and he's bleeding more. And then not long after that, it was over. He he was he wasn't able to get up. All right. So uh, and actually when he fell down, it is a beautiful. Uh, it was a pretty intense moment. He fell down and right in front of the Canadian the Canadian TV crew, and he, the blood like leaks on the floor and it's pretty intense. Like pretty cool. Uh, Pretty cool because uh, I'm excited about this because like there's not a lot of good quality videos about Litoy, you know. Right, so, right. So we is got that, that available online. Can yeah. Jamie pull that up? I mean, if you if you go to my like uh, I don't know, YouTube or something, you could probably see um, the thing while we're while we're talking. But so this makes you the golden belt champion. Exactly. This is a giant moment for you, and this also spreads the word about Litoy in Canada. It's well, not automatically, right? Because it happens in Myanmar. Right. So, um, and then, but then in Myanmar, it's just becoming like crazy people. And we get married live on TV two days after the fight. So, oh. so it's like literally there. Cause now, they don't resent you for beating up their champion now? Well, okay, a little bit. A little uh, bit. Because he's representing the entire Muslim community in Myanmar. And I'm basically without even because I don't adhere to anything, but like basically, uh, um, I'm representing all like the 95 percenters, which is like Christian, Buddhist, and mm -hmm. like everybody right. else basically. So yeah, uh, yeah, they 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 they, they were so happy. <laughs> they were pretty excited because oh, I, I think they they, were, they knew that what was going to happen, like we we're going to promote their culture mm -hmm. abroad. You know? Yeah, yeah. So they're just happy people are promoting the sport. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, is it hard to find, Jamie? Yeah, yeah. If you maybe Google like new champion, I don't know, but it's uh, it's uh, so that was a big moment. Then Now, when that. you look at the level of fighters yeah. from Letway versus Muay Thai, yeah. obviously there's more more Muay Thai fighters. More, there's more fighters, yeah. Yeah, what is yeah. the level like? Well, obviously the guys are fucking like everybody was go like Russians prior to coming, they were coming mm -hmm. and and fighting. It was Tutin was stopping them all the time. Uh, if you look at like if you look at all the fights, I. Uh, 
they they're they're smashing everyone bare knuckle because people are not used to f- for, for right. that. Right? Is this it right here? Oh, then that's not that's not one. But uh, yeah, Which if you one go on, that's that's uh, one of the uh, that's another another fight I fought a Thai guy. What happened, Jamie? I just took it off. I took it. I was oh. fine. Uh, there's another one, the more important. But uh, yeah, the guys are like uh, they. It's what, what I was gonna get out of you seeing the level rise with all these new yeah. fighters getting into the game. Well. As like for example, that was like uh, you know the Lumpini champion came to Myanmar uh, and all like Sayok. I don't know, you know Muay Thai, like Sayok. You know this guy? I've heard the name. Yeah, so yeah. he's like a Thai he's champion. A Lumpini champion, or I think he's former one, champion one everywhere. Of the st- a stadium. Yeah, so stadium he, he he went to Myanmar many times to fight, and he like he drawed with Tuntun Min and all these. And so mm-hmm. he he's considered one of the best Muay Thai uh, fighter ever, right? And so, what is the difference like when when Thai fighters come over there? What what gets in their way? Like what? Well, that's the trips thing. Them up? They're very technical. Mm-hmm. And that brings me up to something else. But basically, they're very technical and they do very well for the, f- the first couple of rounds. But then when the pain threshold starts to kick in, when they start to clinch and then they get a headbutt, they're like, oh. whoa, what's happening here, right? And right. and that's that's good that you asked me this. If you look at Myanmar you know, and then Thailand, two neighboring countries, they were fighting for thousands of years old. And uh, if you look at back in the days, uh, the Tongtu Empire, I think, I don't know the exact date, but at that time, the Burmese Empire was like all of Southeast Asia, the biggest empire in Southeast Asia. So they were owning all of Thailand almost like Chiang Mai, all these things, like, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure, Vietnam and Laos, all these things. So it was very, very powerful. So that's why they say that Litwe is the ancestor of all the Mui, Mui Lao, Mui Kao, uh. Mui Thai, you know, because it makes sense. They were, while they were owning all these colonies, right, they were dropping their seeds of their martial arts. Mm. So then as they retreat, eventually they pushed them away and they ca- it became, you know, Burma as we, as we go. We have, uh, and now they're starting a thing called Mui Boran. Yeah, right, in Thailand. So then, but then it's very suspicious. Like, how come you have that sport now with no gloves and headbutts? Mubaran is that? Yeah. And you know, but but you were colonized for a long time by Litwe, by Myanmar, oh. right? So then, uh, so it's I, basically their version of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they added big ropes instead of doing bare knuckle. Mm-hmm. Litwe is, you know, was only a bit of gauze. They added big ropes. Right. So then, at, but at one point, the king of Thailand did a great thing for, to to attract tourism, which removed the headbutt. And adding a scoring system, and uh, added gloves, eight ounce glove, mm-hmm. and a beautiful intricate, and it becomes beautiful Muay Thai as we know, very very you know technical, very nice. But then and then what happened is that if I let's say your your Muay Thai guy says, hey, you have big ounce eight ounce glove, and you by the way if you punch you don't score a lot of points. You know, it's 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 elbows and knees and kicks that score points. So what's going to happen over hundreds of years? The guys are going to practice their kicks. And it beca- that I think the Thai guys are the strongest kickers in the world, I believe. And uh, uh, yeah, so so then if you go, but you go across in Myanmar, like, hey, by the way, guys, no gloves, no scoring system, and uh, if you if you uh, it's KO only to win. They swing for the freaking fence, right? Mm. So that's the two different type of. So you have way less kicks in in Litwe because you pr- you viralize you you prefer like you know no gloves because you can draw blood right away with a punch. Right. Makes sense? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just a history course. <laughs> Have you thought about fighting more Muay Thai or maybe even fighting MMA? Or do you... Are yeah. You yeah, but not Muay Thai, though. Not Muay Thai? I don't want to do I've done it. I don't want to do it again. How come? Well, I represent Litwe. Yeah, so you, you enjoy it more. Yeah, just, it's freeing. You know, like mm-hmm. you can do headbutts. There's no glove. I don't want to I don't want to put on, like, glove. I would consider maybe MMA. I have, I have uh, offers... But uh, one championship and Bellator. I was, I was actually with Kung the other day in San Jose. Mm-hmm. Kung Lee, for those who don't know, he's a legend of uh, of martial arts, Sanda uh, specialist. And he, he actually called Scott Cooker in front of me. He's like, oh, get him a fight. Like I said, well, give me a couple of years. I have a lot of things to do that I want to be happy with my little career, you know, more mm-hmm. things to do. But 
It's a possibility. And how old are you now? 27. 27. So you, you're still young. I mean, you could make that transition yeah. into MMA but if then you wanted to. We can, go, we can go to this, actually. I actually fought MMA two times. Yeah. I, I was, uh, I was um, so I, I was stupid when I was younger. So in that transition before going to prison fight, it's her after prison fight, but like in that transition, like I had a, a year or two before raising enough money to go back. And uh, like I said, my first love was grappling, right? So I was doing, uh, I did some fight nights, amateur MMA, and I was, I was, uh, I won my first MMA fight uh, by guillotine. And then I went to Jurgen, another guillotine. So they gave me like the octopus. They gave, like, I'm a choking guy. You know? And then, and then uh, third fight was against um, uh, GSP's prodigy, like a uh, Japanese guy. Uh, so I went by decision. So I was undefeated in MMA, an amateur. But then I go, uh, I go back from Thailand. I'm super excited. I'm doing my striking. And I uh, did some super decision. Um, like uh, nobody wanted to fight. Meunier um, is a good fighter. Uh, he's a good fighter. And he was in, he's in UFC now. What's his name? Jonathan Meunier. He fought cool. Be Kovalkin not long ago, and uh, so nobody wanted to fight him. And you know, he was like, I, you know, uh, it's going to be a striking fight. He's a, he, people were saying he was a great striker, so I said, let's go. I'm the best striker, so let's do something. So nobody, nobody was accepting the fight. So I accept the fight, but I think it was a bit early for my pro debut. He was already on the radar for UFC, right? So uh, I took the fight um, at 170, but I was. 170 so he was a he was a big boy uh he was i think he dropped down to like from 190 and uh but then on the feet i'm like i'm winning i'm doing some good uh spinning spinning punches and everything but then firas is in his corner and he's like down bring him down so i i just stupid uh i went on the i went on the floor and for me i treated it as a as a bjj competition so when i'm on the floor i'm on the floor you know i i wasn't a, right. i wasn't very developed yet i didn't have the ring experience yet and uh again it was the better fighter that that night for sure uh i almost had the arm bar actually and and i let it go uh, the referee eventually stopped the fight because of elbows in, in the clinch and in, in the in the guard but uh i uh yeah i was a bit disappointed for this and uh so it was just a bad, you know, initial in early in my career. Mm -hmm. Now I'm a completely different fighter. I fought, you know, in front of thousands of, of people. I've, I've have. Uh, so uh, again, he's a great fighter, but I know that that would it would be a different thing it's nowadays. Crazy that you you became this lightweight champion without really training lightweight. Like you didn't really go to a traditional lightweight gym mm -hmm. or learn it from them. You basically had your own approach. Everything together. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think it's like I said, uh, Patmon Martial Art in my in my in Canada. Mm -hmm. um, we we do a lot of like you know San, Sanda and a lot of, of mm -hmm. Sancho. And my coach Sivupat is uh, he did like two uh, two pro fights, but he's a great coach. He's a very great coach, and he he, he just build me up for it because in, in Jikundo he's, he's, he's a Sifu right so in mm -hmm. Jikundo there's a lot of uh, of uh, in, in the in, in the pocket there's a lot of headbutts actually stuff everything sure. goes you know everything, everything goes. goes yeah so yeah I guess um, that's why uh, I kind of did everything now, what, do you, what do you want to do as far as your career do you want to establish some sort of dominance in Lutway before you leave and go do something else well, to be honest, the only reason why I, want, I would consider go back to MMA would be because I have ego, and I think all fighters have ego, and I want right. to fucking avenge my loss and uh, stuff like that. So, uh, but honestly, I'm super happy with doing this. As my, I, my goal was to be champion, now I've done it, so I don't need 25 right. belts to be happy. You know? Right. So, but now do you do. How long do yeah, you plan long? on doing this? Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> you just. I mean, basically, you're the beacon right now, and a lot of people are going drawn to you because you become the most, really, the most worldwide famous left fighter ever. And because of that, 
you're going to get these guys that come, like the Seth Bozinskis mm-hmm. and guys who have fought Child other organizations, you. and come to you. Is that what you would like to do? I'd just, love that. Just yeah. be that guy and have everybody come to you and challenge you. Yeah, until like I'm, I'm, I don't have that that hungriness anymore. If it, I, it would be nice if there was. Uh, Broadcast of this. If yeah. more that's on UFC see Fight it. Pass now. Is it really? My last fight was said it was on UFC no Fight Pass. Yes, sir. Dude, UFC Fight Pass yeah. has everything. Huh? I know. It was that's a, amazing. From Burma, they, tra- they, they transmitted from B1. Wow, that's incredible. Who's yeah. uh, doing the commentary? Is that what Robin Black? It was Black? Robin Black. Yeah. All right, my yeah. man Robin. Shout yeah. out he to him. He was good. That was a, it was epic with this one. He no, was, he's excellent. He's yeah. excellent. So, actually, next one, uh, hopefully, you can make it. It, w- it would be in, in uh, either Wyoming or Florida. When is it going to be? June, 100% in June. 100%. We don't know which state. Though. Okay, so it's yeah. plenty of time between now and then. Yeah. Do you know who you'd be fighting? No, no, yeah, no, no, no idea. So yeah, that's the thing. So if it's gonna be, they're probably gonna try to do it on pay per view or something, right? Like, is it? Perhaps. Does it have anything to do with the bare knuckle fighting guys? No, do they have anything to do with it. Different. different it was, it's gonna be on UFC Fight Pass, I believe, and mm-hmm. then people can watch it live there. It's gonna be uh, pretty exciting to like. It's the first historic debut of Litway, like yeah. two thousand years old of you know sport in yes. the US. I'm so excited. It's, that is very exciting. Yeah, it's it's very yeah. it, you know it's like. There's different styles of MMA, or, or rather of martial arts, that enter into MMA and become effective. Letway, the only thing that's missing is the headbutts from mm-hmm. MMA. You know, like the, you have this one element of your game that you wouldn't really be able to. That's the thing. You know apply. what? I, I was joking the other day, long, long time before I received these these serious offers from other MMA promotion. I was like, if I go one day, I'm just gonna headbutt the guy and uh, get disqualified, and then it's gonna go viral. It's gonna help the. Guy. Wow. That's before I. I well, but, I think one FC would probably allow headbutts for a oh, fight. Oh, by the way, 1FC is actually uh, partnered up with WLC. Oh, so okay. they're 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 very friend with uh, the CEO. That's yeah, the thing. That so makes it, sense. Yeah. And, well, it uh, makes sense because they allow soccer kicks on the ground even inside a cage. But they actually had a, a Litway uh, exhibit, not exhibition fight, but Litway super fight one inside of one of their shows in one, one championship. Oh, really? In Myanmar. Oh, that yeah. makes sense. So that just to showcase sense. the culture. Right? Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. I, I just see. If, I feel like if someone like you fought over there, I mean, they have such open rules. I mean, they have Muay Thai fights with MMA gloves. They yeah. have regular kickboxing. They have regular. Muay but they Thai. messaged me for that. They wanted me to fight Muay Thai. I don't want to fight Muay Thai. Okay. I want. I, I said I want to fight Latoya. Said, well, if you want to fight Latoya, go to WLC, mm-hmm. and that's when we started getting along. And well, they're like, doing grappling competitions in one FC as well. They they, yeah. they seem to be open to almost any martial yeah. art. Yeah, for sure, yeah. and also esports now, like that's the future. Why? He, he's he's a good uh, Shatri is a good fight. He's a They're good. They're doing uh, esports. Yeah, I saw that one esports. No, he's ahead of the wave. Yeah, because it's going to be the future. Wow, what games? I don't know. Fighting games like street fighting, fighting. games. Oh yeah. my god, that'd be so hilarious smart. if it became huge. Would they have UFC and one FC <laughs> fighting each other? The UFC, no, but I mean, if they had the UFC video game, okay. if they were playing the UFC video game on this sport in, in one FC, that would be hilarious. hilarious yeah. It really would, yeah. Oh my uh, god, look at that! Wait, that's esport, yes. Oh, shit. okay. One championship launches Asia's biggest esport world championship. Wow, wow. Uh, Shatri is, is just uh, very uh, smart, a visionary for this. Like, yeah, look at the size of that fucking <laughs> arena. That there's nothing shocks me more than the massive popularity of esports in terms of as a spectator sport, not in terms of people playing it. I get look that. at the total price like five hundred thousand dollars and like wow for esports. So, no, 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 go to the other side, go to the other side, Jamie. Let me see that picture. Look at that. Oh my god. Look at that. That's a game. 
fucking crazy. <laughs> World man. of Warcraft. I don't know. Is that what it is? I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Dota Two is what it's called. What is, I don't what know is what it Dota? stands for. It's a game I don't play. But so, it's, wow. uh, we don't even know the game, and they win like half a million dollars <laughs> for this. They, they're like 14 years old, 15 years old. These guys. Yeah, I mean, there's real money in video games now. Wow. Where before, where parents would say, "You're wasting your time. Go play golf. You can make money. You, uh, <laughs> you can make money playing video games." You play games. I do, but I get addicted to. Yeah, I have real problems. Like, like, like a day nonstop. Ah, uh, yeah, I have r- fucking giant problems. We set up a Jamie's land. Laughing. Back Why are you there. laughing? It's true. He knows. Yeah, I just want to see how much he gets going to tell you. But yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> you get I'm serious a, with it. I have you, a real problem. Are you an extremist? Like, if you do something, you do it like. Yeah, I got real problems, man. <laughs> <laughs> What's the game? You it's like? effective. Like, look, if I want to get good at something, my brain it's good because my obsessiveness allows me to really concentrate on excellence. Okay, but the problem is like. There's no benefit for me getting really good at Quake Championship. You know, that's the game we're playing, right? Was it Quake? Quake, uh, Quake Champions. You're Quake, Champions. Quake Champions. Yeah. We that's what we're playing. We, we got a land room set up back there and we play it. Yeah. That, so Dude, I heard about Twitch? Sweaty hand. Yeah, fuck Twitch. Okay. We, we, we're out there playing. But I'm just, we're just playing b- against each other. Okay, for you fun. Know? Yeah, man, but okay. it's not fun. Okay. The problem is, I mean, it is the game? fun. What it's is, very what is, fun. What is the game? It's, it's like a first-person shooter. No, you have okay. rocket launchers and rail guns. Like, yeah. It's definitely fun. Don't get me wrong. Okay. But what's not fun is the amount of time that it takes and how I, crazy I get. Where I'm like in the middle of the night, I'm thinking about playing it. Like it'll be three o'clock in the morning. I've come down here. Like uh, I had to do something. I worked out. I can't. Like uh, I'll leave my house. I'll come down here to work out. I'll work out at the gym and say, "Fuck it, let me jump online." Get right out. Next thing you know, I'm here for four hours just Get playing out. Quake. Yeah, I understand. Jamie knows. He's seen it. Look, he's laughing. Is he's it like a real? Per- is it monsters or ge- real people? Well, it's it's you know robots and people with like okay. you know like cyborgs and shit with crazy outfits on. But that's the point is it's a first person <laughs> shooter. So you're in this 3D environment yeah. and it's a mouse and a keyboard and you're running down these hallways and there's a lot of strategy involved, a lot of fast twitch movements yeah. and aim. But it's very very addictive and it's graphically very intense. It's beautiful. It's crazy how little boys we are. Depending, it doesn't yes. matter, right? Yes. What's up? The uh, one of the companies that makes one of the really big esports games just announced that they're working on a f- their first first person sh- I think it's their first first person shooter. They did announce the title. They just sort of showed a couple uh, things they're working on. It's gonna not that you're gonna get back into it, but it could get you back into it. We that have game it right there, man. Giant, the pro- I can't I do it. I I had a quick cold turkey. We were do- how many months were we going at it every day? Solid three, get four out. every day, man. Wow. Hours and hours every day. How- Jamie like <laughs> laughed. He's like, "You guys put in more time." Me and Jeff, who works here, we're playing so much. We put in more time in like how was it? Yeah, yeah. Like in like three or f- I-, I had the game on my computer at home for about a year playing it just off and on yeah. here and there probably put in like 30 or 40 hours over time Holy playing sh- they passed me in like three weeks joe yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have a problem I'm telling you, i got a problem <laughs> but i had a problem like that with everything with jujitsu with taekwondo with muay thai everything that i get into th- i get into too trait. much that's it's a, a good, good trait. trait but as long as you can handle it yeah you got to know how to handle it like yep. for me it's like i got to know when to cut things off like stop 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 so for me with the video games it's like no cut it out because yeah. it was just eating. I don't have any time, man. And I have kids. Mm-hmm. I have family. And I have three jobs. I just don't. I don't have the time for these fucking video yeah. games. But I like them too much. No, I feel I you. Like them. Now I got that uh, my phone on the airplane because we took like literally like twenty airplanes this like this last couple weeks. Oh, you play games on your phone? Yeah, like oh. a battle, a castle defense. I just like <laughs> I don't have any games on my phone except my kids play games on my phone sometimes. I don't yeah. have any fucking. What games do you do on, on an airplane? Phone. You just sleep. 
I read. Okay. I, I read, read or I, I write. I write, you okay. know, comedy material and stuff. True. I write things. I'll, I'll watch a movie maybe, but okay. I don't play any games. You're I just right. I don't I just don't trust myself. Okay. Okay. It's just get too addicted quick man. Eh? yeah okay. you should fucking play it with us sometime oh my god if, you were, if we had more time today yeah man i'm telling I'm, you it's super addictive i think obsession is key for any success yeah and i think every successful people is eccentric a little bit yes i'm fucking weird of and course you're weird too. yeah we're both crazy i think it's important it's, you, you, i think you have to be crazy to dedicate massive amounts of time to something and be obsessed yeah you, to, to be to acquire excellence in anything i believe it requires a real genuine obsession hmm. where that becomes a primary focus of your life but when you have a finite amount of time like yeah. i do yeah because i already have a career i have things that i must do mm-hmm. and i don't want to sh- i don't want to s- slack off and become a bad podcaster and become a bad comedian and fall apart yeah. in the other things that i'm focusing on because i'm focusing on a game that's true I just can't imagine yeah i know yeah it doesn't help me See, jujitsu helps me. Yeah. Like when I train, I, I feel more calm. Uh, I get better perspective. Uh, I, I feel like there's something that I am ga- I gain. And also, you can only do it a certain amount of hours a day. You mm-hmm. can't do jujitsu six hours in a row. Yeah. You can't. But you can play video games 10 hours in a row, 12 20. hours in a row. You just keep going. <laughs> you this guy was like playing video games and-, and They and die. die. <laughs> People die. They die. They have fucking heart attacks and die. It's Sweet. very, very yeah. intense. Like sometimes we leave and I don't even feel good like yeah. we leave and i feel all, all fucked up and you, you, you're sad you're 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 unhappy about yourself you're like why yes. did i do this you wasted a lot of time <laughs> and also like your system is so taxed yeah. because it's so intense you know and yeah. we're talking mad shit to each other <laughs> it's a lot of fun what's up did you see that I just made me think of this there an article about the amount of calories that chess masters yes, burn. Yes, yes, I saw Which that. I was just thinking yes. the same thing, like 7,000 yes. in a tournament oh, or something insane. insane like that. They lose incredible really? amounts of weight during these tournaments. And they're, well, they're just realizing now <laughs> that this is a calorie thing, that your brain, when you're under intense lose. focus, your brain burns off a shitload of calories. So that's why I lose, I lose a lot of calories, I think. Uh, yeah, smart guy, right? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, but I, I really think that that's the same thing okay. with video games as well. I mean, I, I get out of here, man. I'm fucking exhausted sometimes when we, when we were in those rambling places. You should uh, go into that eSport thing. Fuck that. <laughs> I imagine. <sighs> There's not yeah. enough lives to live, you yeah. know? That's yeah. why I don't understand when people say they're bored. I'm like, how can you be bored? There's so many things to do. True. You know, there's so many things you can get obsessed with. Yeah. You know? What's your opinion? Uh, I wanted to pick your brain on that because I'm, I, me and my wife, we have a pact, okay? And okay. people are going to think we're crazy, but I don't give a shit. Uh, we have, uh, since we met in 2016 in, in Thailand, we never had a night apart. We, Whoa. <laughs> I know, I know. No nights apart yeah, at all? And I, and I loved it because I said, I, I don't know, we have only one life and mm-hmm. I love her to that. She's my life partner. She's my, you know, she always believed in me. I think she's the reason why I became champion because prior to oh. meeting her, I was just no, no ambition, no nothing, you know? I mean, and then, My point is, is that the reason behind that is that I want to, uh, you need more coffee, eh? No. Yeah? Uh, I need to, uh, I want to spend as much time as I can because you don't know if there's something after. So, um, what do you think? <laughs> I think you should be happy. And if you're yeah. happy doing that, that's no, great. No, no, I mean, not, not about that. I'm super happy with that. That's my goal in life is to like, to have as much, as much time as I can uh, mm-hmm. with her. But I mean, do you think, because it's so, so hard. it's helping? No, no, not this, about the afterlife. Like oh. after, I, 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 I'm like mm. the, for for like science. I think it leads to that we're gonna just 
cease existing. Yeah, but that's not science, honestly. Okay. Well, science is the study of how the brain works and the study of where, you know, where the memory is located and what parts of the brain are affected by injury and studies on fMRI where they're measuring areas of the brain that are active during specific activities. That's real science. There's no real science about what happens when no, you no. die. It's Meaning, pure speculation. I mean like body or, or physical body. I'm yes. saying we're going to just like, it's going to die, right? And then, okay. it, then my point is, I know there's absolutely no science about that, but my point is I'm doing speculations that if we do stop existing, we do stop living and breathing, mm-hmm. What's our essence? Where is it going? Right? Where's if is there an energy? There's a spirit? What like it's so hard to it's so hard to say. Well, no one can really say. Exactly. It's pure speculation. And I'm always skeptical of people that think they know for sure nothing happens. As much as I'm skeptical of people that think for sure they know Absolutely. what happens. Absolutely. It's just comforting for some people to have an answer. Whether it's the lights go out and that's it. I mean that's Richard Dawkins' perspective. Oh yeah, is it? Yeah, but other people's perspective but he's never done psychedelics and mm. it's like he's got this very reductionist perspective, scientific based on what we know so right he's now. He's adamant that if you when you die you die yeah but that's nonsense he okay. doesn't know i mean okay. you, you don't know i mean I, know. I understand that he's a man of science and logic and mm-hmm. this is how he likes to frame the world but the reality is no one has any idea and most people don't want to adhere to that train of thought because it's very scary it's, well it's, it's also if you've done psychedelic drugs you know that there's a very strange thing that can happen to your brain and to your consciousness when it interacts with certain molecules what is that never tried and, it well some people believe that that is a portal to the afterlife and that what happens when you die and during periods of extreme stress your brain produces psychedelic chemicals hmm. we don't know what the what the soul is what is that a real thing is that a not is it nonsense yeah. we don't know is your consciousness your consciousness is clearly affected by injury injury to the brain and you're, it's clearly affected by age it's clearly affected by deterioration it's clearly affected by some uh, exogenous chemicals okay. but is but is that you or is that something that your your brain is housing i mean what happens when you die does that does it transfer to something else do yeah. you does your brain you know, house consciousness or does your body house consciousness or is consciousness a part of it? And when your brain shuts off, there's no activity. Does the consciousness cease or you do transcend? No one knows. No Uh, one really knows. I think Penn and Teller, uh, he has a, what's what's the big guy's name? Pen, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I like his, his, what he said. He said, we don't know. That's yeah. the real answer. The real answer we is don't we know. don't know. Yeah. Anybody saying other thing than that mm-hmm. is, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they know something we don't know. But It's interesting. It's interesting to think of. Um, you know, and there's a lot of people that don't believe that you are the same person every mm-hmm. day. There's a okay. lot of people that believe that when you go to sleep, that you you wake up in the morning and you assume that all of your memories of your life uh, they're accurate and that you are absolutely the person that you were when you went to bed the day before. Mm. But you don't even know that. Oh, oh that's a great... Oh, you okay. don't I never really about know that. that. You know that you have some memories that you you can call upon. Unless you record them like you do. But even if you record them, like who the fuck is recording it? Are you sure that's you? Okay. I mean, are you the same person? I mean, there's, there's all these ideas of many worlds, these quantum physicists mm. like to bring up that there's a, a bunch of different interactions that are happening simultaneously and that it's so <laughs> it's, hard it's to deep. even 
It's so hard to even to to even conceive of the possibility of multiple dimensions, and then the the possibility of infinite universes that can I conceive that yeah that we travel back and forth through all these different things, and that based on the decisions that you make, based on who the fuck knows, an infinite number of variables, that your life. It moves in a bunch of different directions. You know, okay. the idea of a, an infinite universe also means there's an infinite number of David Ledoux out there. I know. That's it's, what's really crazy. There's an uh, infinite number of young Jamies. There's an infinite number of, you know, fill in the blank, Neil deGrasse Tyson's, Mike Tyson, the, or Vander Holyfield. There's an infinite number of them. Hmm. And they're all doing different things okay, and so all slightly different lives. How was it when you did that, uh, when you did the DMT? The, the I've done it a bunch of times. It's very strange. I'm scared of that. You should be scared. Okay. I'm scared. And what does it look like? What does it look like? It looks like, well, it depends on the purity of it. When you get it really pure, it's almost like a a white looking crystal. Sometimes it's a little bit yellowish. It's more of a yellowish looking crystal. Um, It's, Hmm. yeah, and you freebase it. And that's something that our brain creates. Yes, your brain produces it. It's one of the reasons why your body can bring it back to baseline so quickly. Your body knows what to do with it. It has it. It's it's a part of your your whole you know chemical system. How did you come up? With, like, how did you read about this? How did you come up with this? <sighs> I don't remember how I first heard of it. I think I heard of it listening to Terrence McKenna talk about it. Okay. I think that was the first thing I ever heard of it. And um, when you know when I first did it, I I couldn't even believe I couldn't believe that this is a a possibility that this that this is something that exists on Earth that so yeah. many people don't even know about. Did you like? You need to lock the doors when you do it. Like you need. I to mean, be... I did it in a. You know, I did it in uh, in my living room with some friends. Okay. Sat down. How long does it last? About fifteen, twenty oh, it's minutes. Short. It's very I thought short. it was like a three day thing. I'm gonna. No, 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 <laughs> okay, no. Okay, okay. It feels like it's three days. Okay. It feels like forever and then instant. It feels like it just happened, and it also feels like forever. But it's uh, it's very strange. It feels like you've been there before. When you go there, really? that's one of the yeah. It's like you leave the world. You leave this space, and you go to some incredible dimension that seems more real than this. It's wow. very, very you intense. Think, you think it's like something that people should experience? Um, I think that's up to people. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I know we have to be careful what we say to people, but I understand. But yeah. I used okay. to think people need to do it. I used yeah. to think people, but I used to think people need to do everything. I think you do whatever you <laughs> want. do everything. Well, and also having children. There's a lot of people that say, you should have children. I don't know about that, man. I mm-hmm. think everybody has a different path. I think you can be a, a, a complete person without ever having children. I don't mm-hmm. I don't think that that's necessary. For me, it was very educational. It helped me a lot. I love it. I'm very happy to be a father. It, I've, I've learned a lot. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's necessary. I think you can be a complete person without a lot of experiences. I think what's more important is like what kind of experiences are you having with the people that you're around with and are you being fulfilled? Like if you inherently, like inside of you, you always wanted to be a chess master, but you never pursued it. You're going to have that regret and that longing for something. For you, let way. If you didn't pursue that, if you didn't go after that, if you instead decide to get a job in accounting or something like that, you would have this longing to do something. And Mm -hmm. I think everyone has a different makeup, a different psychological makeup, different personality, different interests. 
And I think there's a lot of people that are interested in things that I have no desire to do. And to them, it's their whole life. Hmm. And I'm not interested in it at all, but I'm not them. It's like finding out what it is what it is for you. What What is it in your life that attracts yeah. you? I've been very, very, very fortunate. And one of the things that I'm, I've been very fortunate is I, I'm, I, I would say I'm a risk taker, but it's more that I don't – I don't have any interest in doing safe things Okay. in terms of like, I don't have any interest in like taking an easy job, a safe job. I know I'm going to get a paycheck every week. That's never interest me. Okay. Uh, that, that seems like prison. Yeah, like me I, too. And I, me I really, too. I've never been able to do it. And I always thought that I was a loser because I couldn't do that because other people could work hard yeah. and they can get a good job and they would get security, a pension, whatever. security. Yeah. I felt like when I was young, there was something wrong with me <laughs> that I couldn't do that because I grew up in New England and in Boston, everybody worked hard. There's like, like a hard blue collar sort of environment yeah. where every I, I couldn't do it, man. I couldn't do it. Yeah. These guys all showed up for work every day at seven a.m. I wanted to kill myself. <laughs> did you I do it a little it. bit? Did yeah, you try yeah, it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I tried. Okay. It. I did a lot of construction gigs okay. and a lot of different small jobs. But it's the reason, same reason why I left because I felt like it was missing something. Yes. I wanted to see the world. I wanted to leave. Yes, you know? well, so that's this, you though. Yeah. But look, th now you're fulfilled. Yeah. You're a fulfilled person. You're living your life. But that's you. Yeah. For other person, that would be torture. If you had some guy that really just wants to be a mathematician and someone's like, no, 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 you're going to go to Myanmar. You're going to be a fucking leftway champion. You'd be like, what? what? I'm no. not headbutting anybody. Yeah. The fuck you're not, man. You better because they're going to headbutt you. No. You're yeah. going to fight in prison. What? What? I'm not fighting in prison. Uh, for the record, yeah. guys, I wasn't incarcerated. Right. By the way. I, I was fighting I was somebody there. who was in yeah. prison. But yeah. that, you know, everyone has their own path. Some people like, do you know who Alex Honnold is? No. He's the the guy who they made that movie Free Solo about. Okay. He's the the guy who climbs all these mountains okay. with no ropes. Oh my god! My yes. friend did it and he fell and he, he got disfigured. Uh, but now it's healing up. But he did it no rope. How far did he fall? Uh, it look, I have to show you the picture. Uh, it was a bad fall. Ooh. It was a bad. It looked like he got bitten by a dog. Like, oh. It was like, and he, yeah, amazing. It's the, but that's. Alive. I guess they they look for a rush. That's an amazing rush they must get. I think so. But uh, Alex, the way he described it, he said it's not really a rush. He said it's pretty mellow. Okay. Because if every if you get a rush, like you're in trouble. Yeah, true. You know, he's like the whole thing. But it's obviously there's something about that intense challenge that's appealing to him that doesn't attract me at all. Not even a little bit. I have no fucking desire. Imagine. I don't want to even climb with ropes. But this guy loves it. Did you do bungee before? Did you try bungee? No, never done that do? either. No, fuck that. Skydiving, no? No, fuck Why not? you. Fuck you. You do DMT, you. but you don't do skydiving. <laughs> just, some people love it, man. I get it. I yeah. get it. Look, my friend Andy, he's a world champion. He's the, He holds the world record in uh, wearing one of those wingsuits. My friend Andy Stump. That was a goal of mine for a while. Oh, I to do this. But he's had a bunch of friends that have died, man. They've had to carry them off the mountain because they fucking hit the ground. You know, guys who have jumped and then they hear a crash and then they realize that guy just slammed into a fucking tree. Or out. There's a really horrible video of they a guy slamming into a bridge. Oh, shit. He was trying to go through a bridge. He was trying to make it through the gap of a bridge and he misjudged and he slammed right into the bridge while these people were on it filming it. You see him come in and he just misjudges it and bam! He hits the bridge. It's horrific, man. If he has a strong neck, he's fine. Ah! <laughs> see, yeah. I think everybody is different some people are put on this life to be a poet mm. some people are put on this life to be an author okay, wait, some describe people, put on this life 
Not, I mean, whoever you are, okay. how you feel, what is, what is the thing that you're drawn to? For some people, it's architecture. They want to build houses. They're fascinated by the construction methods. They're fascinated by design. And they're just really drawn to want to build houses. Yeah. Some people want to make music. Some people are drawn to lyrics and they're drawn to musical notes and bars and changes. And that's their thing. Everybody has a, I mean, some people have many things, you know, and, and something, some, for some people, that's their problem is they have so many things sure. it's hard to focus on one but it really the key i think to happiness in life is find being honest with yourself and finding whatever it is that's attractive to you yeah whatever it is that draws you whether yeah. it's animation or sculpture or making yeah. clothes what it's everyone has a thing while you were talking there i, w I felt like i was in another dimension it felt like i was like i lost myself really yeah Why? I mean, that's the effect that <laughs> i was on i was like i don't know i'm thinking uh I think I'm, I'm. I think I'm crazy. Yeah, you're definitely yeah. crazy. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, thank you. Of course, you to, be, <laughs> to be really great at anything. Don't you get I think sometimes you have like to be crazy? You're like you're doing something, and then you have the feeling like yeah. you're, you're you don't know. I don't know. You're carried away. Yeah, yeah, you're getting carried away in the in the thoughts. Yeah, I have that all the time, man. It's a crazy life. Yeah, it is a crazy life, but it's a really crazy life if you follow your passions. Yeah, and it's a fucking crazy boring life if you don't. Well said. And there's a lot of people out there that unfortunately, whether it's their family, yeah, sometimes your family they they'll try to influence you in a way to yeah. get you to do something that's safer. Mm -hmm. I mean, my own family did that. They were always trying to get me to, the big one was graduate from college, graduate from university, get a degree, you know, have a safe, you know, don't just try to so how'd you do, do it, comedy. Because uh, I know Gary Vee is a big proponent of that, like, you know, quit school. And I'm, yeah. I, and how do you do, like, because a lot of people are, are stuck with the parents think. So you just said, fuck it, I'm going to do it regardless. Yeah, I think my parents gave up on trying to control me very young. I was, just, you know, like they didn't even want me to do martial arts when I started doing martial arts. When but did then you start? Really heavily when I was 15. I started when I was 14, but really heavily when I was 15. Okay. That's when I just became obsessed with Taekwondo okay. and competing. And, and, you know, at first they didn't want me to do it. But mm. then that was like the first thing that I ever did that made me feel like I wasn't a loser. Yeah. You know, it was like the first thing that I ever did that I got really good at. Like yeah. good at and like started getting recognition from it and started winning tournaments. And then I, I realized like, wow, if I focus on something and become obsessed with something yeah. i can get really good at it yeah. and so that led to learning how to do that and applying that sort of same energy to other things in life you know i think sometimes people just have to find a thing yeah. whatever that thing is that really floats your boat and then find the time find the time to pursue it and set up your life so that you have the time to pursue it and now they're scared sometimes oh but if i do this there's not there's not gonna be income around yes. it but they just have persevere yes. and money will come and you yes know, it, yeah just everything is possible i think and it's crazy that but i now that i kind of lived it it's true you can do whatever yeah. you can do whatever you want well now you do you live in myanmar now no now we actually we lived in dubai for a year mm -hmm. so uh, we lived in thailand for three years then uh We kind of kind of left for Myanmar for a few a few months. Uh, What brought you to Dubai? Yeah, exactly. We tried. We went to Myanmar for a few months, trying to open a, a gym. So I want to open uh, the first Litwit gym. It's on the ice for now. It will happen when they Litzuk Litwit gym. Mm -hmm. uh, but for now, this and then like it's very poor, right? It's, it's like 50 years behind Thailand. It's it's a uh, it's a beautiful, very raw, very rich country. Uh, not rich, like meaning the culture is rich. Yes. And then uh, we kind of got there. There's a real estate bubble there. So the place we had was a two-bedroom apartment, $2,000 a month. 
Whoa. in Myanmar. And it was not even downtown. It was like outside a bit. And so I was like, okay. And then electricity cuts happens all the time. You need a big ass generator. And uh, oh. and then when it cuts, you don't have Wi-Fi. I was like, I was, my wife, she's Russian. She uh, I, I, she really raised her standards of living. Of living. So I had to, I have to, I want to give her the best life possible, right? So right. then we get a call to do a seminar in Dubai. We go there and she's like, I, raining season is approaching, Dave. And when it rains, I, I don't want to. I don't want to be in Myanmar because then everything <laughs> stops, right? So I'm like, okay. So imagine like, and then I I paid a deposit on on an apartment before leaving the the seminar. So it's like you're in Cleveland and you just you pay for a place because you're there. So you went to Dubai to do a seminar. You said, all right, we'll stay here for a little bit. Yeah, it was the, well, Dubai is very nice, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's a bit like for me, it's a bit like fake. Like fake. Uh, it's everything. It's a concrete jungle. I mean, the best right. way to put it. Nothing grows there. Nothing. Nothing right. organic. There. You get the raspberries yes. and they, 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 they perish in a few days like it's mm -hmm. uh, so uh well, they, it's the the desert really yeah nothing right? grows yeah but it's cool if you want to party like mayweather you just go there and you party and why well, does mayweather party in dubai everybody does does yeah. it yeah. rappers everybody i've been. only been there once for the weigh-ins yeah there was a fight oh, yeah. there was a fight in abu dhabi and we had the weigh-ins in dubai and we went there for a day but i remember seeing one? no i didn't go to that one this was several years ago when anderson silva fought damian maya okay and i remember thinking man there's fucking ferraris everywhere and lamborghinis and rolls yeah. royces a lot of money yeah Dubai has a lot of money. You know the this the this crazy thing is that you get a nice car. Like I, I get us, I have a sponsor there. I drive uh, cool cars. I'm not a big what do you drive? McLaren. You uh, got a McLaren? Not me. Is the is, is my my uh, yeah sponsor? Which one? Uh, the three twenty something S. I'm not you sure. You don't even know what it is. I don't care. Jeez. I'm not a materialist guy. Like what? I I I found my sandals on the floor. Like I you still found wear, them. I don't. I'm not. I don't like. I give well, all my money to my wife. Probably somebody else's. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, I had holes in it, so I don't. I don't. I think he actually. I, I really don't care about uh, clothing. Like this is a T-shirt from a you know a fan and. Mm. Uh, I, yeah. Anyway, I'm a, I'm not a very a very big materialist. So you have again. a sponsor that gave you a McLaren to drive. Yeah, when I'm there. Yeah. So now we actually left there and now Dubai. we Dubai. Yeah. And now we bought a place in. Uh, we have a house that we want to grow there in Cyprus. So now we live in Cyprus. Where's Cy is that outside of France? It's uh, Mediterranean. So next to Jordan, Egypt, uh, Turkey. It's like the the most eastern country in Europe in ah. EU. EU. What brought you there? You know what? And it was uh, I was in Dubai with my wife. Like I don't see we can have kids here. It's a bit like you know everybody they're gonna grow with bad values. I believe it's mm -hmm. all about materialistic. About like you know everything is about the the money. You want right. to want a car? You need to pay like uh, to have the one one one. It's a million dollars for that. Like it's all just bad values. I believe for me. Oh, you mean the license plates? Yes. Oh, one 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 license plate. Is so a cool it's not enough to have plate. a nice Rolls Royce. You need to have the one. For the road, so that's an extra million right that's there. hilarious they pay a million bucks for the license plate what a bunch of dipshits thank you that is the dumbest fucking thing who gives a fuck what your license plate says a million dollars <laughs> that's when you're just running out of shit to buy and you start you know like people buy exclusive things mm -hmm. there's only three of these purses like Ooh. well they should make more it's so not important in our human fuck. life like it's so not important this but like, the license plate thing is so weird you know they have mm -hmm. an issue with that in the united states they have an issue with people from other countries that bring their cars over here okay like really rich people from saudi yeah. arabia oh yeah they call it Saudi Arabian summer because uh, in summer in Saudi Arabia, it's so fucking hot that it's summer bro, yeah. in America seems like nothing. So summer in LA, which gets to be 105 degrees, they fucking spit on that. They laugh at that. Yeah. Like, that ain't shit. Yeah. So they bring these expensive cars like Lamborghinis and Ferraris to and To save shit. them from the summer. And they, br when they bring them over here and they bring them over here with Saudi Arabian plates. 
So they have like embassy plates and they have like consulate plates. And, you know, it, it became an issue in parts of Beverly Hills because like they're not even registered and they're they're not even registered and in America. And they go back after and, or what? I don't know what the fuck they do. Okay. But they're driving these things around. Like I was at a hotel in Beverly Hills. I went to a, a restaurant there and there was a car that was parked there, like a Lamborghini that had... A, like Saudi Arabian license plate. I'm like, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you have a Saudi Arabia plate in America? Like, how the fuck does yeah, this even get so over random. here? <laughs> the guy was saying, no, it's like the the whole thing about license plates. It's like it's like a a sign of opulence that mm. they're able to ship their vehicle from sure. there, not buy a car here and register it here, but ship it oh, you, from. They there. drive their own car here. That's what it is. They bring it over here on a boat. Oh my god. Yeah, so they they put they load their shit up on boats, have it brought up here. They pick it up at the dock and then drive it around with Saudi Arabian plates. Like status, I guess. There's when you deal with things like oil money, I think it gets to this level that you and I will never understand. No, a level of money that just you're born into it too. Yeah, but like again, I'm also a bit grateful because. No, the highest suicide rate is in trust fund babies. Mm. People are born with too much yes. and they never worked for it. So right. then they're unhappy. So yes. I think hard, it's okay to work for your goals. You know, yes. you, you feel more happy with mm-hmm. it. I think so, so too. To, to go back to what we said, like we just Google with my wife. We were in Dubai. We just Google. So where we want to live. So I said, what's important for us? No snow. Uh, yeah. You know, so we just Google what's the best weather in the world. We have a, we had the luxury to say that. So I said, cool. We Googled it. It gave us Spain, Cyprus, and Costa Rica. Costa Rica oh. was a bit too like uh, a lot uh, of bugs, yeah, monkeys, Cyprus. crocodiles. Cyprus. Cyprus. So what's it like in Cyprus? It's like amazing. What language do they speak? Uh, Greek and English. Oh, yeah, it used to be Greek. It's a Greek and actually Turkish invaded four years ago. So half the island is Turkish. <laughs> wow! They took it back from like years ago. They said, "Oh, it's our part of the island." So they took half of the island, and the other half, the the north, is all Greek. Beautiful. So did you learn Turkish? Did no, you learn no. Greek? No, they speak no, English just pretty speak well. English, yeah. yeah. And actually, half the people there is a million people in the island. Mm-hmm. That's the country. A million people in the country, uh, and uh, most of it are Russian. So my Russian is oh, getting wow. pretty good. Oh, so, and your wife speaks Russian yeah. as well. She's born there. Oh, that helps. But yeah. I, she taught me so. Uh, Wow, that's you. You lived an international life, my man. The nomad. Yeah, you're all over the fucking place. (laughs) You too. You travel everywhere. Yeah, but so now when you're training, are you training? You're training in Cyprus. Do you have your own? That's the hard part. That's the hard part. So right now, I would like my last training camp. I came back to Canada and Montreal with with Sifu Patrick. Uh, Mm -hmm. We trained hard, and then. Now I'm like, where am I going to do my next training camp? You know, yeah. I have to fly maybe because the high level of striking in Turkey, you know, glory. I have a friend that fought. And, yes. and so I'm like, maybe I'm just going to fly the guy for a month, train with me in Cyprus and then fight, you know. Oh, but ne- if the fight is in June in the States, I will actually probably do my training camp again with uh, my bad note guys. Yes. In, in, in Montreal. I think I will do my training camp in Montreal again. And that's good too because it'll be the spring. It'll be fairly warm. Oh, uh, yeah, true. I don't want yeah. snow, man. <laughs> I, 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 I get like, it, man. I grew up in Boston. I get it, which is not, yeah, not as cold as Montreal, though. Okay. Like your, your area is, yeah, Quebec is quite a bit colder. Yeah. I remember thinking that Boston was cold, and then I went up to Montreal in December. In, the sum- in December? Oh. In December. And I was like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. This is real cold. That's yep. next level cold. Yeah, you don't yeah, have a, you don't beautiful. have a Boston accent. Though. No, I got rid of it. Okay, <laughs> I heard myself on TV. I, I won the Bay State games when I was nineteen, yeah. and uh, I heard myself on TV, and I was like, "Oh my god, that fucking accent!" What's, what's gotta it like? Go. Boston, pack your car. Okay, working really hard. There's okay. like a an it's like. It's a weird accent. It's a strange. Every thing. accent is weird. Australian yeah. is weird too. You yeah. Know, everything. I think everything foreign to us is weird. But Boston is particularly gross when women really? have that accent. Okay. 
It's just like you know, some gonna, accents <laughs> are hot with women. Like English is hot. You know, uh, Georgia, Georgia, Texas, that's Russian. hot. Russian's hot. Uh, Boston's gross. Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> Even New York is better than Boston. Something about Boston is just like when women have it. Men can have it. It's cool. It reminds me of my friends. I like it. Yeah. I like when I hear it on men, but I hear it on women. Maybe yeah. that's what the problem is. It reminds me of girls that I dated when uh, I was young. Ah, that's I was why. Like, oh, let me get the fuck away from you. You touched it right there. Yeah. That's what it is. Ah, where you going? <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, so this yeah. is crazy. So when you're, um, that will be definitely your next fight. Will yeah, be in June, June. June in the states. One hundred percent. So excited for this. So you have a lot of time to think about that, man. Yeah. We're only here. It's not even November yet. November. Yeah. So then, actually, now I'm in the middle of the like uh, my. <laughs> you so stole my. You stole months. my name, Joe. I called it the Dave Lazuki Experience. <laughs> <laughs> well, I stole it from Jimi Hendrix. I stole it from Gary. He had it before I was born. You know, I mean, Hendrix had the Jimi Hendrix experience. I okay. think in the late '60s. It's good. It's yeah. fucking good. Yeah, uh, but you're you're you're, you're the, it's a worldwide uh, brand now. It's amazing what you've built. It's crazy. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Thank for this. you. I don't know how it happened. It just it's happened. Amazing. Well, you're a personal, uh, you know, personal guy. Everybody loves you. It's you deserve it. Well, I think it's uh, it's just it's one of those things. You just keep doing it. Mm-hmm. If you just keep doing things, you just get better at doing it. Consistency, and that, yeah. I need your advice on that because I started a thing called Let's With Tuesday. I did 35 episodes and while I was in, in Asia and I was killing it and it was pretty cool but then I What is it? Is it on YouTube? Yeah, or? YouTube. Yeah? yeah, I got a decent amount of views not your views but like But uh, is it uh, um, instructional? Yeah. Is it, so yeah. I was, it was when I was doing my, my first fights I was teaching you know, the mm-hmm. headbutts and the, right. the culture and uh, I'm, I'm going to start it again but uh, Is it on YouTube right yeah. now? Pull, yeah. pull some of that up, yeah, it's Go on the uh, how to build your hands they might like this one Build it, your hands? It's like a two minute video What do you do? So my push ups I, I, it's basically you can do some push up on your knuckle with mm-hmm. some like micro jumps to create some like micro oh, fra- get used micro to that fractures yeah. yeah and then finger finger push up for all the tendons the ligaments the, well you're doing the, that you're doing it with these knuckles you're not even doing it with the front two yeah I guess it depends I'm doing if I draw my tricep it would be those two yeah I would I just sit on the table well, it's hard to say that's the thing about that we always t- they would always tell you in karate or anything else when you're punching that yeah. you sh- if you're gonna punch with How's bare knuckle, knuckle sure, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, but <laughs> if you listen. Yeah, oh, that's all fucked up, huh? It yeah, was, they uh, get hard as shit. Are you using anything to you like a makawara or something okay, yeah. like be pounding on something? Um, I just do, I actually want to save my hand as much as possible. Right. Because I, 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 they're getting so fucked up for the fights. I put my hands in the ice bucket every, mm-hmm. after every fight. So I just like save them, but I do my, I save do the information. But then these and then on the wrist. Yeah. You try these ones on yeah. the wrist? Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's but, hard. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so you have fingertip yeah. push-ups, knuckle push-ups, and, and then wrist push-ups. And more. So this yeah. is uh, oh, that's a little high. Oh, how to maybe build the beginning. Hands. You can show the beginning a little bit. That's uh, for people. Cool video head, too, though. That's the that's two two. That's me yeah, and let Cyrus. This, yeah. Just let this roll, Jamie, so we can see some of this. It's the, so the headbutt right there. Boom. Boom. That's yeah. Boom. Damn. And then the knee. Si- oh, that's a nice. Knee. Cut, now, did Cyrus try to headbutt you? Did he, he couldn't? I was. It was a one-sided fight. Completely. So he didn't. Uh, did he prepare for? Yeah, for he, he was a veteran. Like he, he, was, he went to Myanmar before me. So that you know, you spoke about it last time. Mm-hmm. I think uh, so. That was me and Tutu. That's my fake roundhouse to sidekick. Oh, nice! <laughs> Super annoying. But that's yeah. a good move, man. Fake yeah. roundhouse to sidekick for a face, especially for a long, tall guy like yeah. you. But anyway, so that's what else? That's yeah. That's the push-ups. And so everything. do you punch the bag bare knuckle a lot with no wrist wraps or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. Actually, the one you see the good quality of you. That's um, Jeff. Uh, it's uh, Jeff Senla. He was he was here with Israel. He's Israel's personal guy. Oh, so with yeah. Israel Adesanya. Yeah. 
I met oh, we met cool. we met me and Jeff in uh, in Tiger at the time. So I was mm-hmm. uh, I, I miss those high quality videos. Now I would do it on my phone. I think. Well, it's interesting because you're one of the only guys that speaks English that's talking about this, yeah. that's talking about this sport, and that competes in this sport yeah. and is a champion of this sport. I mean, as far as like. The history of the sport, you're probably yeah. one of the real, really the only guys who's an English speaker that's yeah. been a champion. Yeah. So the ligament, yeah, the, the push-ups on the hands, I think it's mm-hmm. a very hard. When I do it in my seminars, people have, uh, have a hard time doing it. And I think it's key because if you do, like if you fight with no gloves, with only uh, gauze, it really, uh, you, can feel, you can feel it fucking training. Yeah. Uh, basically, you know, if you hit the teeth or something, uh, you, you need to have you know you don't want to get this because the, well, why I started doing these is because I fought in Japan in uh, my second fight in Japan and I, I was always like a, a dream of mine because of Street Fighter right <laughs> and, and Super Nintendo Street Fighter and like Japan, you know, when right, you could, right, right. so I was like, I, I wanted, I was always taking like either uh, Guile or American or, or Sagat, and then yeah, that's the one that's on the knuckles. So you do some little jumps and the wait, I'm gonna tell it right away. I think what is that surface? Yeah. Is that concrete? Yeah, that's concrete. Yeah. For the craziest of us, like you do something. This is not. Yeah. It's not very pleasant. This one, but it's interesting. Uh, and you're not using the front two knuckles. Well, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean the fir- the big one touches. If yeah, you look the on the big left, one yeah. in the middle, but, but not the not the far. But if, when I fight, you're you're right. But when I fight, it's only the big one that pops out. Anyway, I mm-hmm. don't. But uh, and ha- have you broken your hands fighting left way? Uh, no. No, I, I, I actually that was going there. So when I fought in Japan, I I the for second at the second round I dislocated my finger. Mm. Uh, it was pretty bad, like broken, dislocated. Uh, and uh, my corner man, he's a former golden belt guy, doesn't speak a word of English again. And I'm like, pop it out so I can at least at least I can close my fist and finish mm-hmm. the fight. Right. So he doesn't work, doesn't understand nothing, and you can see like it's pretty it's pretty bad. So I ended up fighting the whole fight. Like this, oh, no. like I couldn't close it, so I'm like, okay. And then, uh, but I'm thankful it happened because that was the first fight I landed, like my elbows and my first headbutts, oh. my first like solid. Because you had an injury, I had no choice. I couldn't right. do my cross. I couldn't do my cross anymore. Right. So elbows, headbutts. Did just, you try to pull it out yourself? Uh, I didn't know at the time. I didn't. I tried it, but it was uh, the doctor required needed. He used a lot of force to do it. Ugh. I think it wasn't. I wasn't. So I didn't want to make a big scene out of it because all the Japanese people watching it. They knew about it because the commentator was talking about it. Yeah, he's like they, David San uh, fingers, but my Turkish opponent, he didn't know. Right. So I was like, I don't want to, you know. So, yeah. but yeah, it was. Uh, we finished the fight, and it was, uh, it was. Now I'm like, it never will happen again. I started training these. So what do you do in the off season? So if yeah. you're not, if you don't have a training camp, so yeah. if you don't have someone coming to you to get yeah. you prepared for a fight, you don't have a fight until June. Yeah. You want to stay sharp. Yeah. So what kind of work are you doing? Well, that's between- funny. After we're done today, I'm going to go with Gokor. I'm going to do a private with him. Oh, uh, interesting. I, I, I like I like to stay sharp with this. So you're going to uh, learn leg locks and all that kind of shit? Our school, the Patnode Martial Art, is actually affiliated with Gokor, Hayastan Academy uh-huh. in Montreal and Gatineau, Quebec. Well, Gokar's Academy is one of the very first around this area and even even in the country that was yeah. concentrating on leg locks. A lot yeah. of those guys were killer leg animal. lock guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with, I think Manny Gaborian mm-hmm. and uh, I think he trained Ronda, Silva as well, Anderson. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So I really like him and he's, he's I think he's 56, uh, six, he's still arrested, he's still competing. Still competing. Kokar still competes? Does yeah. he really? He did like the master not a long ago. Interesting. Anyway, so uh, I'm going to go there but I, I tried to, uh, yeah, right now like on the tour, especially on the tour right now, I can't even I can't even. I did some weights in the hotel room, but like we did literally, do a st- we do a state every day. 
Oh, wow. Like, so you're just worn out. So tonight we're leaving for Texas, then New York, then well, Indiana. When you, get back, when you get back to Cyprus, yeah. so what, what do you do to stay sharp? Because you well, don't have a gym there, right? Yeah. Do you have a gym that you train well, at in we Cyprus? Have a, my, we are in our place. In, uh, in the basement, we have a, a full-on gym, like okay. private. Like, not as cool as you, right. but uh, not as big, but we have, I have everything that I need. And then, uh, But you don't have sparring partners. You don't have someone to hold pads. Yeah, I would have... Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... Because we just literally moved. In. Right. I bought the place a month ago. A month ago, we dropped the luggage and we left for the tour. That seems so crazy, though, for a guy who's a world champion and a professional fighter to not be in a place that has professional trainers but there's and elite gyms. fighters. Right, because I I want to I I I am a big proponent of like I want to I want to have fun, I want to relax I want to mm-hmm. I, I want to enjoy life grow yes, old with my wife. Sure. So I feel like this is the best one of the best. I uh, mean, America is an amazing country, but I feel this is the best country, like because it's very there's no traffic. LA there's a lot of traffic, right? You think? Crazy, huh? So no traffic, good food. You walk in the streets in Cyprus and you can pick olives. Literally, we made a test. Olives, and I gave it to my wife. Then a date, then a fig, then a quant- uh, everything. We had about uh, a million fruits in a, in a in 10 minute walk. It's wow. free on the street. Just growing off trees. Yeah, mm-hmm. organic. So I'm like, this is cool. You know, it's it's fresh and it's, it, and also I studied because uh, I wanted to, I want to live as long as I can because again, we don't know what's going to happen after. So I'm like, in Japan, one of the islands has uh, one of the highest um, uh, longevity. You know, they, they, they die uh, late. Yes. So, um, because they're uh, near a body of water and they have a lot of seafood. Right. So, I want to be on a body of water and this is an island. Right. So, uh, yes. Well, it sounds like the quality of life is beautiful there. But I just, the only thing yeah, that I would going be there, concerned yeah. with is the that. Training. Training. I know. And then, and, and also sparring partners. I know. And, and someone to hold paths, someone to coach you. I know. I mean, that's what I, right now, so far, it's been amazing. Like I said, I've been in, like in Dubai and yes. all my training camps back in Canada were good. And now, you're right. After in January, we go back. I'm going to film my academy, like my videos, uh-huh. which is also going to take a big part of it. And then uh, I have to stay sharp. So I'm going to have to uh, look around and see what the gyms are. I didn't even look it into it yet. Jesus. Yeah, I know. I know. But well, I, Turkey has a lot of high-level fighters. It's a, a lot it's of a thirty-minute flight. Yeah, and even wrestlers and a lot of. So it's a thirty-minute flight to yeah. Turkey. Well, I might do that. Yeah, and maybe you could fly people to come to you. But that's yeah. one thing. It seems like you now that your profile is getting bigger. Yeah. people would probably be more willing to come to you to train to yeah. learn and I then so. train with you. It's just the thing is like. I've 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 realized or I, I put on a high uh, high esteem uh, quality of life. You know, mm-hmm. I want to. Yes. yes, fighting is cool, but it's I'm 27. Maybe I'm going to retire at 35. Let's say right. Like I'm going to do right. as much as I can, but like the rest, the other uh, 70 years after that, if I live until 105, right? Uh-huh. The other it's not going to be. Uh, it's going to be. It's not going to be. I'm not going to be competing in the ring anymore. So right. I value that a lot because it's it. the biggest part of my life, right? Yeah, I've only been fighting professionally for uh, since 2013. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, I, I is that will. the goal? Thirty five is it the goal? Like, I think it's perfect. Yeah, it's good. Uh, more good. than that, I think you. I don't know, maybe because yeah. I'm actually excited to see when I'm going to hit thirty. My uh, testosterone, like you know, I'm going to be stronger at 30, 31, 32. Because well, you definitely be smarter. You know, that's the thing. <laughs> smarter that happens. in terms of life experience. You know, okay. you have enough. I mean, they say the best fighters are really in their early thirties because their body is still strong, but their experience level is much higher. Okay. So, like when you're twenty, you probably you might be stronger or faster. 
but you don't know as much. You don't have okay. as much experience. You don't. Your technique is not as sharp. And okay. as you get older, you just develop more experience. As long as you're dedicated and focused. Yeah. But then again, the thing that I'm saying is the one thing that I would be concerned with is the lack of time yep. training in Absolutely. a high level environment, which yep. I think is one of the most crucial, crucial things. Yeah. So so far, I've not had that problem. But when I'll be when I'll be like actually moving there, I need to I need to uh, to fly some guys and yeah. Well, you got to yeah. let us know when you do fight, and it's in the United States. We'll promote it. We'll let cool. everybody know, and and hopefully you'll have an opponent that yeah. people will recognize as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna. It would be a good fight. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so what's your? Um, okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah. I actually have something. Uh, you know, when you, Jamie, you feel last time you did the um, the uh, Chinlong video, the. Um, He, he shared a video of two guys kicking the balls over their head. Remember? The, oh the yeah, yeah, yeah. That crazy yeah. sport. Yeah. It's like it's like volleyball with your feet. Yeah, yeah. So this is like it's Southeast Asia, and uh -huh. they have that. I have the ball with me for you. So oh, like, so what's the ball they use? It's uh oh, that's it. Wow, that's one. crazy. You see it? That's the ball that they kick. Yeah, and wow, and you can. It looks strong. It looks hard, but you can yeah. do headbutts with this. Oh right? yeah, I'm sure because that's what they do. You can use all it's your body. Light. Yeah, yeah. Traditional. Southeast Asia sport, sepak traka. Man, it, watching those guys is incredible. Okay. The leg dexterity. No, no. What is the game called again? Uh, it's uh, in Myanmar. It's called chin loan. When you go in circle, uh, that's sepak takra. Uh, wow. I mean, it's amazing watching those guys. Oh, they're, so they're playing on a court. Yeah, I've only seen it played I mean, like the, on, you know, the, on video? the grass and outside. Oh my God! Look at these <laughs> fucking guys. That's incredible. Look at the fucking flexibility. That's insane. I know. Oh my God. That is incredible. Um Wow. Look at this dude. <laughs> oh shit. Look at that kick. <laughs> That's Malaysia. Yeah, wow. So it's super popular in Southeast Asia and they flex it and you can use your head too. Wow, what a sport. So they they me Amar, like it's part of the culture after every every training we go in a circle and we do we do that. So it oh, kind of really? helps you can you know like get Oh yeah. Uh, and your flexibility, I'm so sure. So I don't know if you can see on YouTube uh, there's one uh, it's with it's uh, <laughs> uh Dave uh, it's in my video it's like Dave and me Amar and I've tried it and uh, I can only I can only do my like with my right leg the ha like a hacky sack uh -huh. and my headbutt that's it <laughs> <laughs> you can see maybe Dave in Myanmar or something uh, there's in my and uh, yeah they 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 use their legs like crazy and I think it helps you I think become a better fighter I believe oh I would imagine you know what I mean yeah cool. the, the leg just the dexterity and flexibility and range of motion yeah. those guys have I mean they're almost like It's like watching a ballerina slash kickboxer play soccer with their feet, but yeah. you're playing volleyball. Yeah, yeah. And it, and this this is plastic, yeah. but usually it's made of a rattan. Oh, okay. You know, like some kind of bamboo mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and but at first, like, you know. Yeah. It doesn't hurt. Right. But I, I uh, now I'm, I can enjoy it. Like last time I did a seminar and I actually like I made them play a little bit. Oh. It's just part of the culture because it's cool. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, It's a pretty wild game. And that's a, a, a very popular game over there? Yeah, yeah, everywhere. In the street, I usually, when I'm walking with my wife and she's like, oh, not again. I see a couple like, you know, locals playing. I just uh -huh. stop. I drop everything. I put my laundry up because I always wear my laundry. And I start playing with them. And they're all excited because, oh, shit, like they, they, they do some pictures. And so look. you like a big celebrity over there? Like they, when you walk down the street, do people recognize you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They wow. love us there. It's pretty cool. But again, we, we, 
I, I really I really like them. They're so kind. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. have, have you traveled in Asia a little bit? Yeah, Thailand. And okay, that's how that's I felt. It? Everyone was so nice there. Okay, well, but imagine like 40 years before that when they, they were untouched by tourism. Uh-huh. You know, even like... That's how Myanmar Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they mm-hmm. kind of like, they're, they shake your hand like this. Give me your hand. Like, they shake your hand oh, like wow. this. Oh, wow. Look at this. Yeah, that's my video. I was I was in the forest with them. <laughs> and the guy in the, in the red was, uh, uh, he's sponsored by the, the country to play that. So wow. It's like, we're going to see that. Yeah. He's okay. good. That's a wild fucking game. This, that's, that, but that's the laundry. You see, yeah. like I, I tied it up, but mm-hmm. then you have to lift it up like this. Oh, it's so cool that you have that, that video. And you lift it up, and then if you have your leg tats, uh, then you show your war, war tats, right? Ah, I see. So then. So this <laughs> is before you had leg tats, too. Yeah, before. I looked I look naked almost. Wow. Look, the head. Yes, that's the only strike I can do in the <laughs> <laughs> They play that all the time. It seems like there's a steep learning curve to this game. Yeah. Oh yeah, headbutt right there. Yeah, pretty crazy yeah. game, man. So that's the and you see the Tanaka under skin. The, mm-hmm. the yes, that's is uh, this is a specific from Myanmar, and it's like it's a root that they they break up, uh, and they um, it's good for SPF, and it's really uh, and it makes your skin better. So it's uh, and so they rub it on their face. Yeah, so and, it is? and they have such a, like a soft skin. It's crazy. I hmm. think it helps. It helps like uh, nice skin. Yeah. Well, listen, David. <laughs> thanks for coming by, man. And let us know when June rolls around, when the fight is set. Yeah. You know how people can watch it. Yeah. Will it be on pay per view? Yeah, I believe it's going to be on UFC Fight Pass. I'm not sure for okay. pay per view yet. Okay. But super but excited. It will be on UFC Fight Pass. Yeah. Hopefully okay, you can cool. uh, you can uh, uh, talk about it. It's going to be. Um, we definitely will. Pretty cool. Historic debut. All thanks right, for man. having me. Thank Thank you, brother. Thank you. Appreciate Thank you. it, man. It was fun. Really fun having you on. Bye, everybody. Good. That was good.